What time is it? It's time for Cinema Swamp. What do you mean? Okay. Let's party. Whoa, this is heavy. Welcome to episode 86 of The Cinema Swamp. In today's episode, we go over the Marvel films of 2021, which includes Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and The Eternals. Just a quick note, this episode was recorded before we had seen Spider-Man No Way Home and before Hawkeye had finished up on Disney+. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Dude, you want to hear something nuts? Um, oh, we could probably start the episode kind of here. Um, this is an article about Spider-Man. Not, it's not revealing anything, but basically it's Tom Holland saying he just ran into Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield at a restaurant, which is true because everybody saw this. So that's why he's bringing it up in an interview because oh, he's like, oh, they're just, they're just he hanging just, out. Well, he just, well, he just saw them. He bumped into them. He said he why bumped into all of them at the same time, but he just bumped into Maybe them. Maybe they're dating. They, Zach, they just bumped into each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was it. But he did say, yeah, I saw Andrew that other day at a nice party in LA, and I gave him a big hug, and it was very nice. I'd love to share the screen with him one day. Unfortunately, I don't ever think we'll be able to wear the suits together, but it would be nice to make a film with them. So, he's literally going, like, on the huge, like... He's straight up saying, like, in interviews, like, they're not in the movie. I wish they were, but they're not in the movie, and it's not going to happen. I don't think it'll ever happen is literally what he's saying in an interview. Um, I want to know everyone's, like, stance right now, because as far as Andrew and Toby being in the movie. I want it so bad. I want it so bad, but I'm I'm really preparing myself for it not to happen. Yeah. So, that's fair. That, makes, that should be where everyone's kind of at, because I... I, I well, let's. What do you think? Do you think they're in it? I think if if they weren't in it, I think Tom Holland would be like, "Please, guys, you have to understand. <laughs> Please, you have like, to." Like really bringing down people's like, expectations. Like you guys really like. It's gonna be a great movie. Please trust us. It'll be great. But they're not in it. Like I think he would be. I think everyone would be doing that. Like guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Andrew Garfield's doing that right now. He is like he finally gave up and he's like, you know what? You're either gonna be disappointed or you're not. But he's like, but seriously, I am not in the movie. Did you um you you know the tr- you know the villains are in it so like because that's the thing they've already gone to this work to put all these villains into the movie and that alone would be so cool but if they weren't in the movie like people would still be disappointed which sucks because it's like they literally did all of this work except for the main Spider Man right and it's like <laughs> Chloe what do you think do you think they're in it I have zero opinion wow have you been reading up at all nope are you excited for the movie. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, that's probably the best way to go about it. I don't haven't. I've it. seen like a couple bits of the trailer. I don't care about trailers very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just hear what Zach says about it, or like what his trailer breakdown videos are saying about it. But uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a good movie either way. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I think it'll be good regardless. I'm ready to see a lot of very disappointed fanboys if all the spider-mans aren't in it um i think we've already gone over like different like theories throughout these i wish i could go back to them all because i know at one point i said like crazy theories like the animated characters would be showing up and and i know we talked about andrew and peter being in a while ago andrew and peter andrew and toby anyway um for a while i've actually been riding on the theory because andrew garfield was saying so much that he wasn't in it I was riding on the theory that maybe it's actually going to just be Toby and not Andrew. 
that was one that I was thinking for a while. Um, however, I the, the score leaked. Now, there weren't track names with it. There were reportedly track names, but then that was found out to be false. Someone just made them up. That's not the real track names. But apparently the music is real. So I listened to some bits of it. Not the whole thing, but listened to bits of it. And... Because there's literally fan scores out there. Like, people have been making fan scores of the movie. Like, that's how hyped people are. But if you know anything about Michael Giacchino, like, those fan scores aren't going to be what he's going to do. I listened to bits of this score, and I'm like, this sounds real. This sounds very real. Like, this sounds like this actually maybe leaked. Especially when some people were trying to upload it onto YouTube, and it was getting copyright claimed by Sony. So, like, pretty real. Um... So let's just say, like, I listened to some specific parts of the score, and I'm like, if they're not in the movie, they're the biggest idiots on the planet. Like, this would... Is it like the... It's not that. It's not that. Well, here's the thing. I might not have listened to that part, and also, when a score is released, because this might be the released version... They don't put every track in there. They won't put the whole music out there. So, especially songs that they can't release because you can't release anything by Danny Elfman unless it's actually by Danny Elfman. So you're not going to be able to get any Danny Elfman music onto this released version of the score. And I think that goes for pretty much every composer. So Michael Giacchino can only put his work into it. He can't use like the Danny Elfman theme, recreate it, re-release it. He can't do that. So we, we might not find that out until like the movie itself, but there's little tiny bits in there where i was like if they're not in the movie sony is an idiot like this would be the biggest stupidest move on the planet because that is a complete and maybe the score is not real either maybe someone made of so far the best fan score out there but i think it's real and i think after listening to a specific track i was like they're in it like this confirms it for me that they're both in it it's a um, it's like a karaoke um, but with like all three Spider-Man all, all th- or singing. like they're, all, they're all singing the Nickelback song say yeah. that hero save us. it's um I don't know if you remember it so like a lot of people like the music from the second Amazing Spider-Man um, the reason that it really threw me off was because I was literally listening to parts of it while I was taking a shower I just had it on in the background because it wasn't, it didn't seem like they were going to be playing any of the music from the original movies. So I was like, so this is all just from the new movie. And you can't really figure out a movie just from like listening to the score. Um, but then they started playing the music and it wasn't from the second Amazing Spider-Man. It was from the first Amazing Spider-Man. I don't remember the music from those. Uh, that was done by James Horner. And that score is like my favorite of all the Spider-Man movies. That's why it really threw me off because I was listening. I was like, "They actually is this real? Is this actually happening?" Because I'm like, if they're using that music, that has to mean Andrew's in it. Because why would they? Why would they use it? And I started like tearing up because I was like, "This is legitly it. Like this has to be it." And then it immediately started going into the Raimi theme, and I was like, "This really sounds real. It's not too long." I still think if they're in the movie, they're probably going to be using other tracks that they probably can't legally release because he's not Danny Elfman. But my whole point about that, though, is I'm like, I feel like that 100% confirms it. Unless someone just made that entire score 
it's all fake and someone was smart enough to only use that theme in just one track and not fill the because if they filled the whole album up with it i would know it's fake but since it was only one track for a very quick moment, I'm like, this is probably effing real. And that probably means they're both in it. Unless Sony is that stupid where they're like, they're not in the movie, but let's use their music. Because if they did that, I'm like, I could see people walking out. Because, like, <laughs> that would be so bad. I think they're in it. Did you see the Daredevil news? Oh, yeah, what Kevin Feige said? Mm-hmm. If Charlie Cox... If if they were ever to do Daredevil again, Charlie Cox would play him. If he had yeah, to say, okay. And we're all just in there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for this Spider-Man movie, though. Like, I do feel like this is gonna. I do feel like this is gonna be a case where the build-up or the hype is not gonna be disappointing, because. I guess I would just be shocked because I feel like they're doing everything correctly. Especially with, like, marketing, because, like, we still don't really have an idea of what the movie's about. We just know that, like, I feel like we know, like, two things about it. That everyone knows Peter is Spider-Man. And the old villains. he tries to reverse it, and somehow the villains are back. Which I'm like, that's not going to be... I don't think it's just going to be a dumb line in the movie where they just say it and they don't explain it. Like, I'm pretty I'm sure... Suicide Squad. <laughs> Or some kind of Sinister Six. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that movie's not out yet, so I guess we can't talk too much about it. It's going to be like the end of Fantastic Four. And he's like, it's fantastic. Where you like, say? We're here. They're like, it's sinister. <laughs> what did you say? I said that would be sinister. A little, Wait, what did you say? I said it'd be sinister. Jesus. He starts to grin. Like, they're taking all the notes from all the bad Marvel movies. Like, they didn't watch any of the good ones. They're just like, no, let's take note. This one's pretty. This is a funny line. Yeah, let's use that. They bring back Daredevil, but it's Ben Affleck. (laughs) I've thought. Hey, you know what? I've thought about that. I've thought, what if they actually bring back Ben Affleck instead? And he's Daredevil. I could see it. Especially, I heard that this multiverse movie they're making, uh, Doctor Strange, Apparently, one of the big things they're doing for reshoots is that they're actually getting a bunch of actors to make cameos into the movie. And I haven't heard of anything specific, but that tells me that they're going back to the, you know, they're going back to, like, some other franchises that they own now, like Fantastic Four, Daredevil, and X-Men. More than likely, probably X-Men, but... um, What studio made Daredevil? uh, 20th Century Fox. So they own the rights to that old one now. So I, I don't know. We might. Well, I I don't know if it's outside the realm of possibility. I could see Ben Affleck if they were to ask him. I could see him doing it honestly because, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's doing a Batman cameo after all that shit that happened with like him just not doing that other movie. Mm-hmm. Suddenly he was like, I'll play Batman one more time in Flash. I'm like, where did that come from? I'm like, you said, I'm done, I'm done. And then you come back like a year later. I'm like, no one, that's not really a... And then he, he was in like Kevin Smith's movie, which to me tells me, I'm like, he's totally fine with going back to really silly shit. Like, he has no problem. So I could see that one being an easy thing to happen. You think he was doing it to, as like a chance to 
like work with like michael keaton or something like as like a as more of like a career opportunity it depends because like do they even have a scene together now you probably probably, they they probably don't well here's well i mean to me i hope they do because holy shit that would be the one chance of a lifetime to see two batmans on the screen fighting side by side that would be way too bad they're going off of flashpoint right but the more than likely is that they're probably not so he probably never even ran in. I I think he just was given a pitch, and he was like, "All right." I think he seems very easygoing, like with like given the pitch, and he's like, "All right, let's do it." So I could see Daredevil happening with Ben Affleck, very like not not Spider Man because there's already way too much going on, and there's people who have even more theories. Like they they think Venom is not only in it, but it's gonna have like a huge part of it. And I'm like, the only way I could see them making it work is if somehow eddie got separated from venom and then venom got attached to spider-man and then somehow i don't know like to actually do the venom story i I think they should just do like a venom versus spider-man movie but actually make it a venom movie not a spider-man movie um just so we could like focus on tom hardy and actually have tom holland show up as spider-man and have them fight and do like what you said, do the whole switcheroo thing. I don't think they should waste that on a Spider-Man movie. I think they should just borrow Tom Holland to do a Venom movie. Because I, I like the trajectory of the Spider-Man movies to really focus on Peter. And I feel like if you were to do a Venom movie, you wouldn't get a chance to... Like to me, I would rather focus on Tom Holland as the character of the movie. And not let Tom Hardy kind of push that aside. I would instead watch a Venom movie where Tom Hardy slightly gets pushed aside for Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Like, I'd rather watch that switch up because I don't care where Eddie's story is going. He doesn't... He seems to be going down just a route of, like, he's just going to be the the jokester who gets sucked into all this madness, which isn't, like, a bad trait. I mean, it's kind of like a... Well, it's not very compelling as a protagonist. But it's kind of like... To me, it's like a Jack Sparrow thing where, like, Jack Sparrow's not really ever the main character of the movie. He always just kind of gets stuck in these situations and the movie's kind of revolving around... It's other shit that's going on around him. I feel like that would be really smart to do with the Venom movies. Like, he kind of keeps running into people and he kind of gets sucked into this crap rather than... Because I'm not too worried about his character as long as there's, like... An interesting story going on, I guess. Which I know is kind of going against the whole idea of storytelling. It's about character building. I'm like, nah, for this character, I don't care. I don't think we need to build this character. I think we just need to see something cool. Like, cool. Because, but that's just because I think they've already set the bar so low. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the last two Venom movies have not been good at all. It's Venom fighting a Venom clone for both of them. And it's been like very gray washed and dull dialogue for both. Mm-hmm. and there's no well i mean no character development i know you just said you don't care but yeah but it, they suck <laughs> i mean that's what i mean i was like they had such no character development that i'm like i don't know if i care if they ever do it <laughs> they could just but just make the story more interesting because they haven't been interesting so far right. like i think him fighting spider-man would be super cool but i also don't want to waste a spider-man movie and his character development on a Venom storyline that I I don't know if it could be too compelling. I feel like they tried to do it once and it didn't work. And you could make it super cool, but I feel like you'd have to go dark. And this Venom's not dark. Like this. Not, yeah, and I think that's the problem. Right. And so if you did it for a Venom movie instead, yeah, it wouldn't 
be like taken seriously. I don't know if the comic people would be happy, but you'd really have to piss piss this venom off to actually make him even slightly what venom in the comics is. What did you think of Topher Grace's venom? I mean, I it's not good. Mm-hmm. Like Venom or as Eddie Brock as a character? Just the whole thing. That whole storyline. That whole him being both characters. Well, at least Eddie Brock in the Raimi movie had a connection to Toby. Or like Peter. <laughs> no, no, Toby. No, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> like in a story sense, at least those characters had like a beef going on. Yeah. Whereas this Tom, like Tom Hardy's Eddie is from a different reality has no connection to peter parker at all he's just um, like weirdly into a kid yeah <laughs> yeah that was you know what no one brought that, that up but God. i'm like that's kind of problematic <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, he, i'm like well i'm like i know tom holland is older the character is in high school <laughs> um, um yeah but honestly i kind of like raimi's venom better <laughs> i do too which which is sad well i i honestly like that whole thing to be honest i've never had an issue with that the only thing i had an issue with was that it went too quick i've probably made jokes in the past about tover grace um i actually do like him in the movie though i i like him as eddie brock i don't and i think the main problems i have with venom is that the technology wasn't as caught up they couldn't do as much with it and i also didn't like it, it just threw me off that they just kept Topher Grace's voice. <laughs> yeah, well, like, so one, yeah, that's really weird. And and it just he kind of just felt shoehorned in. Yeah, he little too. Like, isn't, yeah, he's, he's like, he's like just, as, just as just as big as, if if not just as big. I remember hearing that that was like the complaint most people had. Which after watching the Venom movies, I'm like, I get what people like about these. Like, as far as the original Venom character goes, but you could easily fix that Raimi movie with a few like updates to the cg and to me the only thing that you shouldn't do is peel back venom's face to show topher grace i think they should just not done that they should just kept him the way he was the rest of the movie until he was out of this like ripped out of the suit because and i actually like the practical effects that they have for that venom because it looks so real yeah but i get that there's a problem with the size and yeah you could have mixed it more with cg to like do more stuff but then when there's close-ups actually show that Cause it looks cool. Like to this day, it looks super cool. Um, I think they could have made the movie longer and gave us more Sandman. Cause he was supposed to be like the main villain that Sam Raimi wanted, but then the studio kind of just shoved Venom in cause they wanted Venom so bad. Yeah. I was just talking about with Spider-Man three. I'm like the problem with that movie is like, you can't even like edit that movie because every storyline is literally overlapping so I'm like, I don't even know what you can cut out of that movie. You can't. You can't. Like, there's no, so I'm like, that's because there's an editor's cut of that movie that's out there. Um, I actually have the Blu-ray of it where they made some changes. But even then, I'm like, you can't really, because it's the screenplay. Well, well yeah, because you take out Venom, but you have, like, the weird Gwen Stacy stuff. And then... Yeah, there's still, like, a big hole in there. Like, there's still a big problem with the movie. You can't because... take out Gwen Stacy because then there's the Mary J getting mad at Peter stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole end of the movie is, like, it relies on, like, Venom holding Spider-Man down while Sam and beats the shit out of him. Right. Well, then my other suggestion was, I'm like, well, you can get rid of the whole Harry storyline. But then I was like, 
but then he doesn't have a redemption arc and he's just kind of not in the movie and then there's no one there to get peter and if you don't have anyone there to get peter it doesn't actually feel like it's a legit competition i do think that the amnesia stuff was stupid yeah that is stupid but even that because of the way they wrote the movie i'm like i don't even know how you get rid of that like to be honest i don't even know faking it i guess but it's it's like the complete opposite to amazing spider-man 2 i'm like well that movie i'm like you could literally cut stuff out of that movie and make a good movie that's shorter and spider-man 3 i'm like you you can't do anything like you like you said you could make it longer you could i don't that's always kind of the riskiest thing to do with any movie like if your first suggestion is let's make it longer like it's like i don't know yeah, <laughs> like that's like what did we what did we do? you have to look at the movie and be like what did we do wrong where that's the first assumption it's like should it be longer like i don't know it it's anyway i mean give me more J. Jonah jameson's son I think that should be a whole sitcom that Marvel does. Not a sitcom, not like laugh track sitcom. (laughs) But I mean, they should do a show about the people that work at the Daily Bugle and get like harassed by J. Jonah Jameson. (laughs) I, and do it like office style. Like, I think they should do that. Like, I would watch the hell out of that show. I just want a 20 minute episode with his desk, like vibrating and doing the loud (laughs) buzzy thing. (laughs) I want that for 20 minutes. They're doing Just TikToks now. Pill bottles. Not that TikToks. They're doing like daily bugle TikToks. Oh. Yeah. Did you also notice? So that show, like, um, the daily bugle in the MCU was making fun of Alex Jones, right? Yeah. Did you notice though, like, the color scheme that they use for the daily bugle? Now Alex Jones uses that color scheme. So they ripped off Alex Jones, and then he literally ripped off them, like, right back. Typical Alex Jones. Because Alex Jones had a blue scheme, and then they, in the in the movies, they did a green scheme for the okay. for everything. And it used now, to be red, though, with Alex Jones. Well, now it's green. Okay. Yeah, we could go through some of the Marvel movies, though. I mean, we're talking about our excitement for Spider-Man, obviously. We're going to do a whole episode on that, and probably go into some of the older movies eventually. I mean... I feel like that movie's going to tie everything together so much, it's going to be impossible to avoid discussing all the other movies. Um, but we'll get to that. I feel like the whole year has been building towards Spider-Man, so it's kind of been sad to a point, because all these other movies were kind of overlooked. We were given a year of, I, f- I feel like, three origin stories, in a way. Even Black Widow, which... Was probably the least of an origin story, but it also didn't have any other characters from the other movies except Black Widow. Thunderbolt Ross. And the quick cameo from Thunderbolt Ross. I would say it it's as much of, of an origin story as The Incredible Hulk is an origin story. Mm-hmm. Where it literally shows how she became Black Widow, but it's all in the, like, in the, you know opening like credits right you know? like it's that's how it, that's how whole, incredible hulk did it that's pretty much it yeah like the whole movie it's really her meeting her family it really does talk about how she became black widow and dealing with it you know it's not like any other did we iron man 2 or something doesn't in the 2003 like hulk did they do his origin like that where it was like in the credits too? No, they did the actual origin okay. story for the movie. Okay. It's actually like right away in the movie, like the beginning. It's like the first fifteen minutes he becomes, or he has like the accident like right away. Okay. Two thousand eight 
Incredible Hulk kind of does a recap of the last movie, even though it's supposed to be a new movie. Yeah, because I the remember, graphics. like, the, uh, the, like, scanner thing. Yeah, it's, like, way different than, than the one before. Well, and I, I always kind of thought that they were purposely doing that, mm-hmm. because that other movie was so recent. Mm-hmm. I always felt that they did that that way, where there wasn't an origin story, and they just showed it in the opening credits, because I think they wanted people who enjoyed the 2003 movie to maybe think this was a sequel, and in a way, mm-hmm. it kind of is... But also, it was well, it was an extra movie in a franchise that didn't exist yet. Like no one knew that the MCU was a thing yet. Well, yeah. it kind of was, but it kind of like it's a almost a soft sequel. They yeah. reference Cause, it because if the first movie is like the the origin story, and then well, you know it's how like Iron Man two like really brings up the Avengers and mm-hmm. Shield and kind of the upcoming movies. Mm-hmm. What if they would have released, like, Incredible Hulk right after that? I think that movie would have been received better. Yeah, because I think it was because they... I don't know. I think Universal, who owns the rights to Hulk, and I believe they don't anymore, from what I remember, but they did own the rights to Hulk. I think they just wanted to make another movie, and I think, like, Kevin Feige basically, like, ran down the hall and was, like, sprinting and said, wait a minute, before you start doing that sequel... Just listen to this and, like, included them in their plan to do, like, a Avengers movie. And they were like, alright, let's do that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, in 2008, no one really understood. Because mm-hmm. unless you st- stayed around for the end credits sequence and saw Robert Downey Jr., your only thought would be, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, fe- I feel like it was really confusing back then. And You know, I, I just listened to a podcast about Hulk and... Um, Ang Lee was making a sequel, and I guess, like, the screenplay for The Incredible Hulk was, like, like, 75% of it was the sequel for, like, Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. That when it became The Incredible Hulk and got repurposed and all that, that's, like, they so took the like, bones from it. And so it was gonna be, like, Abomination and... I think so. I think he was, like, it was gonna pick off, like, that's why, like, he's in, like, you know... He's in Brazil in that. I think he's supposed to be in Ecuador in, in the 2003 one. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to be, like, he's, like, in, he's, like, literally picking up where the, that one left off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be more to do with, like, him, like, busting drugs or something. <laughs> like, war on drugs type stuff. War on drugs Hulk. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be making a Hulk movie. Well, I heard they're making, like, a legit Planet Hulk movie now. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be... Not Planet Hulk, but World War Hulk. Yeah. So it's, Isn't that it's what the it's comic really that comes after Planet Hulk where he comes back to Earth mm-hmm. and he's pissed at every, like, so in the comics there's the Illuminati, which is, like, all the smartest people in the world, so Professor X, Stark, Ben Shapiro, uh, <laughs> Reed Richards, <laughs> Alex Jones, etc. Um, and they basically decide to shoot Hulk into space. So he can't hurt anyone. So they trick him onto a rocket and shoot him in space. And then he goes to Planet Hulk where he is a gladiator. Um, which it was actually supposed to be to like a planet that was like planet. peaceful. And he was supposed to just live out his life like on a peaceful planet where he can't hurt anyone. But it got he got sent to Sakaar. Mm. Um, but he finds his way back and that starts the World War Hulk storyline where he's like destroying the world. 
So that's what they're supposed to be doing. Are they really going to do that, I don't though? Think like, so. Because that would be... There's no way. That would be such a weird change to go from, like, we're... I feel like we've been I, building towards him being so, like, I, calm and smart. I think... I think if they do a Hulk movie, it'll be more like a... Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing again, where, like, he has control over him, but he's losing control, maybe? Or... Maybe, that's it. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. well, I, well i mean like i, I don't know like, yeah i don't know like i heard about it and i was shocked that they were making one because so i maybe maybe now that um banner has full control of the hulk body maybe there's a bigger angrier hulk body that when he gets angry he just gets even bigger. you get even deeper i mean there's another one and it's <laughs> even more angry um that is a thing yeah black widow did feel like hulk you're right that's a good comparison uh, yeah, where it's like, like it's, it has origin it aspects. Better, so like it really does feel like an origin story, but it's obviously like not even close to the beginning of her journey. You know. Have you rewatched the movie since it came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I haven't. What'd you think of a second viewing? I liked it a lot more. Yeah. Like way more the second time, and uh, yeah, it grew on me a lot. I was looking forward to it, like just for the action. Um, and the action isn't bad, but the, like, heartfelt elements hit a lot more. And, uh, I think it felt more balanced watching it the second time. Because the first time in the theater, I felt like there wasn't that much Black Widow in it. Like, there was so much of her family that after the first half of the movie, she kind of almost takes the back seat of, like, every scene, it's someone else yelling. It's not, like, her. And so you kind of forget that she's in the movie kind of like in the Avengers where it's like there's long periods where she's not in the foreground, you know? Um, the second watch through it felt more balanced and like I found myself like watching for her in the movie more, you know? I think that's because I already knew... I wasn't as interested in learning about the other characters and the whole movie just hit more in like a heartfelt way. So, yeah, I liked it. From what I mean, I only saw it the one time in theaters. Um, but I I do like the family dynamic of the of that mm-hmm. movie. I don't like the villains. <laughs> they don't seem very compelling or memorable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the fight choreography in this movie. Um, but Florence Pugh stole the movie from. Uh, mm-hmm. What's her face? Who's Black Widow? <laughs> Scarlet, <laughs> Scarlet Giants. <laughs> she was so forgetting. Like, I forgot her name. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, I really f- did notice that they were really setting up Florence Pugh more yeah. than s- like shipping off Scarlet Giants. And... Yeah, that's how I felt too. I felt like they were just building up Florence Pugh, which makes sense because she is kind of taking over. And I like that she was funny and not such a... I think I mentioned this during our Marvel show, but I said specifically, like, the female characters that they have on, they don't seem to give enough variety, especially with the humor. Because I was like, they should make, like, a really funny, like, you know, female fighter. They all gotta be, like, super serious and be like, oh, you boys. And I'm like, I I get the trope, but, like... Sure, funny yeah well and they're starting to kind of improve it like i said with this year's uh wandavision i said monica rombo was a little funnier you know and even with hawkeye like Haley steinfeld 
Um, Definitely funnier. Yeah, way funnier and just kind of like to me because I said we literally don't have like the equivalent to a Star Lord. I felt like, and I'm like, we need one. We need more of that because oh, like, like, like a female. Yeah, because I said everyone. Every, Tessa Thompson is like, she's not funny like that. She's more of like the Thor. Quote. Yeah, but I mean, it goes back to like where it's like they could do that with Brie Larson if they wanted to. But the other thing was, is that not only funny, but also, like, every... I felt like, too, like, every one of their characters, like, the whole joke is that they're one step ahead of everyone all the time, so they're always just there to kind of make everyone else look dumb, which I was like... Like the quippy, smart girl? Yeah, or like I said, there's literally, like, a line in Age of Ultron, she's like, I'm always picking up after you boys, and I'm like, this, like, trope is so old now, like, this is... You're not, you're not making anything new, Joss Whedon, like, this yeah. has been done for the last 20 years, like, this is... And that's why I was like, you know, this past year has been like kind of a breath of fresh air. Because I'm like, oh, I, I feel like they're finally figuring out, oh, we can just write them like characters. I'm like, yeah. Women <laughs> <laughs> are people. Well, and I mean, it makes you wonder. I'm like, geez, did you bring female writers into the room? Probably. More than likely. That's probably what happened. And they're improving. Because like, like, not that Aquafina, they were... I guess, is, now I'm thinking she's like the Star-Lord. Yeah, well, that's another one. Like, there's another one where they they made someone kind of, like, funnier. And it's not just even about being funny. It's about someone who's, like... Like, I like Kate Bishop because she's not one step ahead of everyone. She's actually kind of dumb. And that kind <laughs> of is awesome. I'm like, yeah. hey, someone who has to figure it out. Someone who is maybe there to just do some pratfalls once in a while. That's I, what I like. I really like Hawkeye so far. Yeah, me too. And I like it mostly... For that, because yeah. I'm like, it's just fun to watch it, and it's fun to watch Jeremy Renner just not really care. Cause yeah, that's not, I'm kind of stuck on because I, I like it, but and I more like it for the story. I'm I was telling Zach I'm kind of bored with the action. The action doesn't really do it for me. With and most of these Disney shows, the action I think sucks. But uh, him, he is like so quickly becoming like like a Harrison Ford. Like a modern Harrison Ford type, where he mm. seems like just so tired of being an well, action star well, in any movie. Right. Like, like actually, like in real life, he like, feels like how how Harrison Ford feels now. But the or role is, it, or, is perfect, the, though. Like, yeah. I I feel like I feel like Jeremy Renner is legitly tired, but it's perfect for the character because that's yeah. exactly what he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be tired of this. Yeah, he seems like he knows he's doing this for money and that's it <laughs> you know and he really doesn't enjoy any of it but he also like has nowhere else to be <laughs> it kind of seems like his attitude that's why i liked um because i feel like he hasn't been shocked by anything in this series so far so he's just kind of like this is this honestly is kind of a walk in the park and the show is meant to almost be like that where it's not too serious it's not going too hard with everything it's literally a christmas show like it's meant to be a little more lighthearted, a little more um you know, not a game changer of a series, but I—I I don't know if you watched the last episode. Everybody watched the last episode. Where like he found out, so like Florence Pugh shows up again, and um, Elena, and attacks him, and that's like the one moment where he finally gets serious, and he like even says in the show, he's like, "There's like a Black Widow assassin coming after us," and now he's like, you can actually see he's freaked out. He's doing it on purpose because once we got to this moment, then he was like shit's going down like yeah. they have a black widow coming after me and i don't know why and i'm freaking out right now <laughs> oh, we like, know why oh we, we, saw that we know why black widow. see i the audience member know exactly what's going on about that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's why it wasn't a surprise, because I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that as an end credit scene then, because that oh. kind of spoiled it. Well, yeah, I knew who it was as soon as, because he, like, you know, hit her, and you could tell with the voice, I'm like, okay, that's, that's there's um, If it's not, her, I have no idea who else it could be. Um, Elena Belova's uh, Thunderbolts costume actually has, like, that night vision goggle oh, really? set up. Oh, of. so they are going to be doing the Thunderbolts. Even though we've already been kind of heading that way. Um, like, we have to keep getting, like, overly confirmed. Yes, they will be doing this thing that you know is already happening. But this the series is kind of weird, though, because um, Kate's and Clint's roles are kind of reversed. In the comics, uh, Clint is kind of the goofball, doesn't care, like, this is the silly one who loves all the trick arrows, and Kate's kind of more of the serious one, and she like, wants to be... Like a serious hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird how they flipped it, but I, I do really like it. Have you played that Avengers game yet? I uh, I played like the first few rounds, but I haven't gone through the whole game. Is, is there like Hawkeye? There's a Hawkeye one and a Kate Bishop one. Have you you played it? I gave it to you before I played those missions. <laughs> oh, okay. So I played the main mission and then the Black Panther Hey, if you one. need it back. I just I, I started playing it, but I didn't get too well, far. The Spider-Man there. one just came out. So you can play a Spider-Man too, mm. the whole Spider-Man. So I guess like I, I was saying before, um, which kind of ties in, I guess, like with the World War Hulk thing in the Old Man Logan comics. So like there's like Hulkland, mm-hmm. right? And it, is that in other comics too? Does that have anything to do with World War Hulk? Or is that... I don't remember. Okay. I don't think so. Because I know Hulkland in... In Old Man Logan, there's, like, a whole part of the U.S. that has, like, that's ran by, like, this weird, like... Hulk cult? Yeah, Hulk, like, family. It's like Texas Chainsaw, but Hulks. Oh. <laughs> like this, this, so they're, like, half Hulks? I think I'd they're all Hulks, them. but they're all, like, redneck, weird, <laughs> and they just, like, are do whatever they want. And World War Hulk is, is, like, the consummation of it all. Okay. <laughs> The whole movie just plays out like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except the ending when Leatherface starts chasing her. Instead, he turns into the Hulk, and it's it's like, Whoa. wait a minute. <laughs> and then it ends as a Kevin Feige production, and it's like it's, it's part of the MCU. Isn't Hawkeye? Isn't Hawkeye in Old Man Logan too? Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm getting to. I was gonna okay. say instead of turning into like like the Mark Ruffalo Hulk, he turns into the Lou Fregno Hulk. Oh, right. <laughs> the, like, 70s. Have you seen, so that She-Hulk trailer, like, did you watch any of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How I they see. actually made a reference to the 70s yeah. show? Like, the, the, like, commercial or whatever? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, because I already knew that they are going to, like, be breaking the fourth wall, but I thought it was cool. Oh, like, really? Yeah, her character Is that does what that. She does in the yeah. yeah, she does. Really? So they're going to okay. be doing that, and they're going to be doing that before Deadpool's brought. So that already kind of, to me, confirms that they're easily going to get Deadpool into this if they're already going to yeah. start breaking the fourth wall. Huh. And um, but they showed that quick clip where I was like, "Oh, this is just a '70s show." So yeah. they're going to be like finally referencing that because like mm-hmm. it's it's weird like being this far into it, but that '70s show was such a huge deal back in the day, and it was such mm-hmm. a. It's, it should be such a huge deal mm-hmm. in uh, Marvel's legacy. Um, yeah. But I thought it was cool that... Because maybe... The first Marvel team up. It teamed up with Thor in an episode. True, that is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thor was in The Incredible Hulk. Lou Fregno was in Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he made cameos with, with, like, in both. Lee, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he made a cameo in the first Hulk. I think he made a cameo... Oh, Hulks? Well, I think he did the voice of Hulk... Mm-hmm. And I don't think he does anymore. Not until, like, the Avengers, I think. 
I think he did it just for the first 2008 one, and then after yeah, that, yeah, he hasn't been doing it. Yeah, and then after that, it. it was just Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. and the Avengers. But he would, if they were to have him cameo in something, he would never say no. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll have him come back in some... I mean, to be honest, now that we are doing multiverse, maybe we'll show that he shows up mm-hmm. as, like, a little Hulk. <laughs> It'd be cool if, like, it would have been really neat if, like, they had cast him to play, like... You know, like like Thunderbolt Ross, and yeah, then he becomes oh, that Red would be Hulk. Cool. That would have yeah, been because cool. be he's like older but now. It, but it is still just like the seventies Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> still, Lou Ferrigno's best performance. Um, I love I you, love man. You, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> okay, so going back to Old Man Logan, yeah, Hawkeye is like like I haven't read the comics. I think like. Logan like road trips with Hawkeye to like sell drugs or something is like the main premise. And I think Hawkeye is blind in it. Like I think he wears a bandana over his eyes. That's cool. Um right now um I don't know what podcast network it's doing but there's a bunch of really really well done Marvel podcasts. There's a couple Wolverine ones. Mm-hmm. There's a, like a throwback like 60s Fantastic 4 one. And then there's two out of four that they're doing that are called Marvel's Wastelanders. And it takes place in the Old Man Logan storyline where it's like apocalypse. Oh, not really apocalypse, but like it's in the future when the Thunderbolts have killed the Avengers. And now like the entire U.S. is like district off and ran by like like Zemo runs. He has like his own kingdom. There's a whole territory ran by Doctor Doom. There's Hulkland. Um, Magneto has like a part of the U.S. that he runs and stuff. And so there's two different podcasts. The first one was called Old Man Star Lord, and that one, it's like yeah, it's like Old Man Star Lord and Rocket, and like they go to like Doctor Doom's territory and they like um, run into like some X Men, um, and Craven is like the main like villain of the of that podcast and right now they're doing hawkeye old man hawkeye and it's really it's so like it's weird because it's like he's like in a circus with like that's like led by um by a blob and ringmaster um and uh like mystique is there but his he has this daughter ash who, like, I had never heard of before, and I thought, like, oh, that's, like, weird that they're not doing Kate Bishop, but then I was thinking, like, wait, like, he's, like, in his late 60s, and Ash is a teenager, so there must be someone in the middle, and then it turns out that, like, because she keeps calling him dad, and he keeps calling her, like, his daughter, but then you find out that, like, Kate Bishop, after, like, the Avengers had died, Kate Bishop showed up and said, like, here, I have this daughter, and, like, basically gave it to Hawkeye, and then she left. And so Hawkeye raised Kate Bishop's daughter, and then now, like, they're all kind of, like, meeting up to stop Hawkeye from, like, basically, like, going crazy and just murdering people. And so it's, like, all three Hawkeyes. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. Clint, Kate Bishop, and then her daughter, Ash. Um, and so it's kind of good, but it's also, like, the same thing. Like, he's kind of blind in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the tv show where it's like him and k bishop and he's like losing his hearing i wonder if they're going with that instead of saying he's blind no that's uh that's actually in the comics is it where he loses um, his in hearing? in the comic book run that they um 
that I was referring to before. Um, yeah, he he had hearing aids in that comic series. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just had uh, a lot of shit happen. Yeah. Well, I was just like wondering because I have this podcast series going on. It's like an audio drama, you know, and then mm-hmm. with like it, it's they're in the like the very end of this podcast, right? Is like it's the, coming up on the end of the TV show. <laughs> Which so you start piecing it all together. You're like, I know what's going on. Well, it's, I know what they're doing. It's like they're definitely different, like completely different things. Um, but they're doing so many cool things with like this future, like kind of like what like you know Justice League. How like there's like all these like you can tell Zack Snyder's gonna do like this weird like apocalyptic mm. thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like this future could happen. Yeah. So well, then yeah. you were talking about World War Hulk. You know, mm-hmm. and like that might contribute. And then now the Thunderbolts are coming up. Where in in Old Man Logan, I think the Thunderbolts are like what like kill the Avengers, like led by Zemo. And like, I wonder if that might be like, I don't know, a potential story arc where like you know the world like kind of falls back into like a a dark age or like a you know middle age, like <laughs> led by the Thunderbolts. But I don't know. Spooky. It's it's worth a listen to. Yeah. Marvel's at wasteland. This, you've you've point, told me about them before. At this point, yeah. they're gonna do a Thunderbolts versus Young Avengers or something. Because <laughs> they keep trying to like introduce both. Mm-hmm. Like, well, at the same time. I think with the Young Avengers, like, I don't even think it's that they're gonna do the Young Avengers. I think they're just gonna do another Avengers movie, but it's gonna have all these newer characters who are younger but i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're going to no i don't think they're gonna like the absolute unit <laughs> yeah because like the one thing that every thing that came up that has come out since endgame one of the big major things that they keep quoting in almost every single movie is what's going on with the avengers and everyone keeps talking about it elusively to the point where it's like I know that I guess they're not around anymore, but the only thing we know about them is that they were disbanded around 2016 for Civil War. Um, Infinity War, they didn't technically get back together. And then in that five-year time, half of them were gone, and I, I assume that they didn't get back together, even though they were using its headquarters. Well, the, the Scovia cards are still enacted. Well, that's, what, that's another thing I want to know about, like... How exactly does that all work? Because they fought for the world together totally in Endgame. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. And Thunderbolt Ross attended Tony Stark's funeral. And he's the one who like enacted those and was actively going after people about it. So it makes me wonder. I'm like, are those still in the... F- I guess they would be. But the thing is that's funny to me is that everybody's bringing up the Avengers in a way that I'm like... I don't think any of the audience is aware of what you're talking about because... Last time we saw, like, technically they're together because we saw a movie called The Avengers and they were all together and they beat Thanos. And now you're telling us since... So, like, they brought it up in Far From Home. The kid brought it up during the morning announcements. He was like, where are The Avengers at? What's going on? What are we going to do? I believe they brought it up in Shang-Chi in a way. I know that they brought it up at one point, some line there, because they definitely brought it up in The Eternals because they said, well, who's going to lead the Avengers now? The point is, like, every single movie, and a lot of the shows have brought it up too, have on the side been mentioning that the Avengers, like, don't exist at the moment, that it's kind of messy, or like, we don't know what's going on. So, 
really don't. Well, we don't. We haven't had a Nick Fury, honestly, probably since before Ultron. Well, it's just weird to me, isn't it? Because, like, we just saw Endgame. They were all together. It totally was fine there. Like, they obviously were fighting together. And now we're just at this point where, like, nah, they're, like, not a thing right now. And we're like, what is going on? And we kind of know, but we don't. That's what I mean. I feel like the Young Avengers is going to, like, address this. But I don't think it's going to be called the Young Avengers. I don't think they're going to make a movie or a show called Young Avengers. And they're going to have all these new, like you said, these younger characters kind of replace the old character. I think it's going to be more just called an Avengers movie. It's going to be called Avengers No Cap. well i think they're gonna have to do well what character would like rally the avengers together would it be nick fury again no i think it'd be spider-man you think spider-man would form the avengers yes i think it would be yeah i think so i or do you think it'd be like anthony mackie or something i think the biggest rift is gonna happen between well, yeah, Anthony Mackie's another one. Uh, he he might make a lot of sense, actually. I, I feel like there could be potentially a lot of good rift between whoever leads them and whoever... It depends. Do you think Captain Marvel would show up? Because I feel like if Captain Marvel shows up, that's where the rift's going to be. It's going to be between how she does things happened. versus someone else. I think we have to see the reception of the Marvels True. when that comes out. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think they finish off this phase without an Avengers movie. I've said that since the beginning. They didn't announce it. It's not on the pipeline. But I've said since the beginning they're not going to end this phase without one. They're lying. There is going to be an Avengers movie, but in what context? I don't know. How this long away it, it's going to be? I don't four know. Is going to feel very long because they yeah. are. They still have to introduce riri williams they have to release black panther 2 and address that and it's not their fault like all of this is like because they also got pushed back because of the pandemic and then like all this other shit just keeps happening that's like and then they have to rebuild everything because endgame (laughs) well right because and then on top of that there's been issues because like multiverse of madness had to get pushed back so that pushed everything back Mm -hmm. um Black Chadwick Boseman died, so you basically, from what it sounds with that movie, they've been rewriting it like weekly, well, which isn't great to hear. But now they're permanently on a hiatus because, Shuri... yeah, like she actually had like legit injury. Yeah. At first, I thought they were just lying. I thought it was because of COVID. I thought they were just lying. She's an yeah, she is. Yeah, I knew that. She yeah. got hurt though. Yeah, and I guess it was like legit. Like, and I don't think they would lie about. I don't think they would lie well, and then like I it was, wiggle out I of it. I thought it was like a leg thing, and then it got worse. Well, it was actually a concussion. She had like another injury, and it was a concussion. I guess it was pretty bad. Where they're like, they can't start filming until like January, and that this was already like two months ago that they had put on a hiatus. So like, yeah, there just keeps being like more problems. I feel like, and um. But I do think there'll be another Avengers movie, and I don't think it'll be till like twenty twenty four, which I know it feels like a long time. But it's like I said, I said this a while ago. I said when the pandemic began, like maybe these movies will get pushed back so far that they'll literally catch up with the actual timeline of twenty twenty three, and it kind of seems like that's gonna happen. Like it seems like they're actually gonna get to that point where they don't have to worry about moving things in the future because they're they'll already be in the future. He's. I know, but by the time they get to a Young Avengers anything, they're not going to be young anymore. Well, they're they're already kind of not young. Because a lot of the people they have and aren't technically young. 
Like, they're saying, like, Anthony Mackie would be in it. It's like, Anthony Mackie's, like, in his late 30s. Like, no, he's yeah. Older than that. Well, maybe even old. Exactly. He might be older. I mean, forget. He was an 8 Mile, wasn't he? I'm pretty was sure. He? Yeah, I think he was. Like, he's oh, that old. Yeah, he was. So, like, I, think he was. I don't know. He, he might still be. looks like he's 26. Well, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, he, that's helpful. So he looks Paul Rudd, but he's, like, 60. <laughs> yeah. He's looking, he doesn't look old, but he's, he's looking more and more, like, uh. Yeah. Like, when you think about him being 60, you're like, yeah, I can see it. I don't think... I, I don't I think, think he looks 40. He looks like a solid 40. I don't think Paul Rudd makes it out of Quantumania. Well, no. Well, they're recasting Cassie as... Uh, what's her name? Chick from that new uh, Freaky Friday horror movie. I know who you're talking about, but they're recasting her again. Mm-hmm. So this would be the third time. <laughs> Did they recast it? No, she was. A, I, I thought she was the same girl from the first one. His daughter. In the first two, but in yeah. Endgame, she was not the same person. In Endgame, she was a completely different actress because. Oh yeah, they're recasting her again. What the hell? They gotta stop that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Um, Lindsay Lohan. So much for tight continuity. They keep doing an Edward Norton on us and. I guess that person Don we didn't Cheadle. know who they were. Well, that's like classic Don so, Cheadle. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. That's sound baby. We have like two. That's such a funny. <laughs> I mean, Mahershala well, Ali count. was like the main villain of uh, Luke Cage, and he's gonna be Blade. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Oh, it's because the Netflix oh, yeah. shows." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> like. And he's, and I mean, like, at first I was like, well, it doesn't matter because the Netflix shows won't be canon until they were like, well, Daredevil. And I'm like, so they're all canon then. Not was, necessarily. Yeah, pretty much. Not necessarily. Every, they do the universe thing where it's like, I, I don't canon, think, so. I think they will bring a lot of the Netflix Daredevil stuff into the MCU, but I I think it's going to be more of a soft reboot. I, I think it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be the same I, continuity. I don't I think, think so because why will, well, They'll never be able to get seasons one through three off of Netflix and onto Disney Plus. Why would they yeah. want? Why would they want their fan base to go to Netflix watch? Because Disney has all the money in the world, and they know yeah. eventually they'll be able to buy it back. We already have to go to like Freeform to see Cloak and Dagger. And, I mean, well, that's no technically owned by that's <laughs> no technically one wants to see that. that is owned by Disney. Like Disney could bring that over easily. Yeah. Like all of that, it, it is the you are right with the Netflix problem, but I also don't think Disney's out of the realm of possibility of ever buying those well, shows back. Like, I they could. I don't think they'll ever call it Daredevil Season 4. No. And I don't no, think they'll be they would continuing just... the story of... I don't know, because they're like... The I, don't, big... I don't think it'll be a... I don't, I don't think they would... I don't think they would reference it. I don't think they would reference the series. Have, but I, they're, I think they'll have the same foggy, the same... I don't think the they're going to waste fans' knowledge of that show. Because the thing no, is, the, the yeah, big they part... they won't reference it, but they won't... Like continue the only the reason they would bring it back is for the fans, and the fans like the show. And if they were to tell them, "Well, your characters are back, but your show ain't back," they would be pissed because there's no point then. And yeah, well, so what about like Brynthal? Isn't he coming in for Iron Wars or Armor Wars or whatever? Like I haven't that? heard that. That might be true, but I haven't heard that. There's a rumor that he was going to be in Armor Wars. I don't think Disney ever does Punisher <laughs> ever in a million years. I don't. I haven't heard anything about that show. See, that's like, I mean, the show itself wasn't incredible. Both seasons weren't great. But season two of Daredevil is maybe the best season of any show I've ever seen in my life. 
the way that they handle Elektra and yeah. Punisher is oh for sure incredible and the Kingpin like jail stuff like yeah. so prime and, and if they could bring John Bernthal in my life would be complete I think, but I, I don't know they how will. they can handle that dark I, I think they're gonna pick and choose from the Netflix stuff yeah I just don't think they'll directly address it but I don't think they'll ever do anything that's out of continuity Sure. Like, I think they'll legitly, like, care... They'll pick up right where Kingpin and Daredevil kind of left off. Should we talk about something? Yeah, we can... Well, <laughs> just kind of go back to Black Widow quick. Just, uh... Yeah. I did watch it twice. Kind of improved. Um... Still don't dig it that much. I feel like I wouldn't have had any problem with it had it just come out before Endgame. Mm-hmm. So... And I get that that's not really anybody's fault. So I totally get everything. And yeah, there's parts about it that I like. I like, uh, especially David Arbor. I like their really kind of broken family dynamic where they're like, they almost kind of are still a family, but mm-hmm. like the way that they treat David Arbor reminds me of like how a lot of people treat their father, mm-hmm. where it's not like, he's a dumb old man. yeah, it's not like they completely hate him. But they know he's a fool, and they know it's like you made a lot of mistakes, and we're just kind of dragging you around. And just, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this a lot from people the way they are with parents, where it's like, I don't hate this parent, but like, especially the way David Arbor treats him back, because he's like, no, everything's good. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> you screwed up, and they're making it very clear to you, and you're just being an idiot still. And, but it wasn't to the point where it's like, well, did he do anything to the point where. I don't know, it's just complex, I guess. I guess that's the word. And it's complex with the mother, too. And then I I like all of that. I like that scene where they're, like, hanging out with her. And at her place, anyway, her house. And they all are kind of together again. Um, but I don't like the villains. I don't like that they had to bring Mac from Indiana Jones 4 into it. As the main guy, I, I don't, I hate everything that happens up in the sky because well, we don't know where it's at. It's because it's in the sky and it's floating. I'm like, no, this is stupid. I don't care if we just saw aliens in Endgame. This is stupid. This is just dumb. That this is like, nobody looks up. You mean to tell me Thunderbolt Ross couldn't find this because he just can't look up? Like, you are you kidding me? That's the I whole. Know. I mean, if it's over like Russia or somewhere, like. There's... But then just be in Russia, like you, then just be in Russia. You don't need to be above Russia. I don't know. There's so much stuff that's unbelievable in. in I don't know, man. Area. Like, I feel like Elon Musk would find this. Yeah. And guess what? Elon Musk literally exists in the MCU. He's in Iron Man too. He would have found this already. Yeah, he literally is in the universe. Really? Yeah. He's in Italy when they go to the race. If they had. Like in the Tony movie. Yeah, says he, hi yeah, he says hi, Elon. Yeah. It's <laughs> literally in the movie. Like Okay. Hey, you know what? I'm not I'm not giving any credit to Elon Musk, okay? Yeah. I think he's overhyped as hell. But I think he'd be able to find this thing quicker than all of them and I mean like I, I just think it's dumb. It's it goes back to the whole thing with Spider Man Far From Home where I'm like, I like the movie, but the drones kinda ruin it for me. Yeah. And where it's just kind of too implausible. And that's how I feel about the whole Black Widow floating spaceship bullshit. And then them just kind of... Like, Black Widow jumps out of it and is, like, flying through the air in a way that only a character who knows that they're in another movie would jump out of the air. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, you're only doing this because you know 
the whole audience already knows you're in the next one. Because mm-hmm. this makes no sense. N- you know, no no parachute. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hop through and go through everything. And I don't know. I just don't buy it. There's a lot. That finale. There's a lot to buy. Mm-hmm. And um, but Florence Pugh is good. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Yeah. I, I wish Taskmaster would, would have been cooler and more aggressive and violent. Because I didn't think Taskmaster was really that cool. Yeah, it this. seemed kind of easy. Yeah, and after a while it was predictable. It's like, okay, I know who Taskmaster is, you know, without, right. you know. But I, all of that was somewhat forgivable. It did take away from the movie a lot. But what was the deal with with uh, Red Guardian? Like, wasn't was there a part where he was talking to... To Black Widow about like oh did did he does he talk about me did did, like did Steve, did Captain America talk about me did he say that yeah I I think so just because, he would tell everybody a story in prison that he fought Captain America even though everyone did the math and they're like no you were put in prison before Captain America got out of the ice so you never fought him mm-hmm. I think that disappoints Red Guardian. Especially now that he'll never have the chance to fight him, so I think he. So that was so it wasn't like an honest question. I thought he was actually asking. No, like, I think he, he probably is answer wants to know because, at that point, Captain America I guess would still be alive. So he probably wants to know because he probably wants to see who would be the better, you know, super soldier. I just thought he talked about it like like as if they had fought before. Nope. They even I brought that up in the movie, like when he was at the prison. Everyone called him out on that and they mm-hmm. said no you were in prison when he escaped the ice so you've never fought him mm-hmm. okay chloe what'd you think of it i liked it you did mm-hmm. well, what? i don't have a whole lot to say i mean <laughs> i agree with pretty much everything that you guys have already said the ending was kind of eh, mm-hmm. but i love florence Pugh. i love florence Pugh, so i really she like does her. save the movie if i i i i think if you put in that headspace where it's a Florence Pugh movie, it works. Oh, yeah. Perfectly. <laughs> and she's funny. And I like when she just has a whole thing about her vest. Like, isn't it awesome? <laughs> Which I'm just... Yeah. I like that she doesn't back down from that. Like, she's like, isn't it? Yeah, it's badass. Mm-hmm. And um, she makes fun of the whole posing thing. You know, like the whole superhero pose. And she's just like... Um. I like that she's a little unconventional from what you usually expect from the Avengers, so. Yeah, in that headspace, it's like a great movie. Mm -hmm. But it's got a whole lot of other... I I mean, like I said, I rewatched it and I wasn't bored, but it it does sit up there with, like, other movies that uh, this is going to become an obligation rather than Mm -hmm. one to look forward to. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't remember where I ranked it, but because of how emotionally invested i was the second go around it was it bumped it way up my list so i, I think it's still a middle tier marvel movie mm-hmm. but it, it bumped it up from being a lower tier marvel movie so you know what's funny is that every marvel movie this year i've given besides venom 2 <laughs> which isn't really mcu but uh i gave them all three out of five like every one that i've seen mm-hmm. so if we um if we go into shang chi Mm-hmm. Which I guess everyone said was kind of like probably the best one of this year. Yeah, I just saw um, Simo Liu post that they were greenlit for a sequel. Yeah. And I looked at all the comments on Twitter and like 
everyone's shitting on it. Well, it's which I don't get because everyone I talked to, we all also like we all loved it. It's a weird one where there was a lot of people, I guess, who didn't like it online, and I never dug into why. And I don't know if I care to. I've I've done that with so many movies at this point where I've like. I thought it was a great movie. It's kind of like when we walked out of the last shit. I'm like, I thought that was great. And then you go online, and you're like, so this is gonna be one of those movies, apparently. Which I'm like, I, it literally feels like everyone saw a different movie. Yeah. And I don't even say this as a Shang Chi defender. Like I actually kind of thought it was. Um, to me, it was a bit of a miss, but it kind of was chalked up to just being a typical origin story. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what everyone's complaining about, but I did see that people apparently think it's way worse than it probably is, because I was like, I don't know, I didn't dig it, but mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what did everyone think of Shang-Chi? I, I really liked it a lot, um, but I also, yeah, a lot of the podcasts I listened to, no one liked Shang-Chi. Like, it seemed like... Or or if they did, it was like a... It was a whatever movie. Like, they didn't have anything crazy to say about it. But I know, for all of us, like, I... For me, it was all in the fight scenes and in the actual character of, of like, Shang-Chi. And then, like, I also really liked his dad. I liked that. Mm-hmm. The, the emotional stuff... The emotional story between him and his dad was great. The fight scenes were insanely good and then him as a character just a standalone character is great that's kind of everything i liked about it everything else didn't care for really like didn't really like the subplot with the sister um some of aquafina's stuff was good but also some of it just wasn't really for me like Mm -hmm. it seemed kind of pushy but also i see the need to have a character like her you know, I wish that she did more than just like shoot a bow in the end. I wish she like got something cooler to do. You know, um, and then I, I I didn't some parts of like the whole magical is it Tao Talo that place um some elements of it were neat, but then some of it like not so much for me. Like the biggest the, the thing I hated the most about it was. Um, the dumb weird maze of bamboo thing <laughs> that part was so like I hate that I hate it felt so like like I feel like it was only there to create a reason for the villains to be a little slower to get to them yeah, yeah. it seemed really easy for them to get there well and it made sense why they could get through it so fast but it was just dumb because I was like so these characters need to create a map using their their necklaces. And then once they create the map, they're told they can only do this once every year. And that point just happens to be a couple of days away. So I'm like, so you're only going to... It's not like it's a full year away so they have a whole year to train. It's like, no, it's it's a couple of days from now. I'm like, how? How did it just happen to be... And I get that was kind of the point where it was like, oh, we're, they, we're kind of worried because... Did they explain why they couldn't just like take a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. Hey now, shut up! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so it felt like such a kids movie. That whole section, the whole middle part of Shang Chi was the whole ending. You know, I loved the bus. I loved the like side of the skyscraper fight was dope, and mm-hmm. then the ending was okay. But yeah. everything else in the middle was 
like just trying to get through it to find something else fun about the movie. Yeah. So. It it felt like I knew exactly when it was starting to go into the whole oh we're just gonna do the origin story simple bullshit now because at for it was like they were doing so many cool things I was like hey you have this guy who's like not just a villain he's like a mythological villain like he goes back thousands of years and you mean to tell me like this dude might actually change his life for this one woman he meets um through a really cool fight scene where it's like they're fighting but there's also like a weird chemistry between them both mm-hmm. and I'm like this is super cool and what do you know he does kind of turn good in a way in a way like I would never say he went 100% good a lot of it was right it's kind of like a kingpin thing mm-hmm. where a lot of it's just his love for this person kind of changes his mind about doing bad things well, and I would almost say that he he's so old that he is he almost is superior to everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that would kind of turn him is the the love for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I get where he was coming from. Yeah. As as a character. And it makes for like a really interesting dynamic with his family, especially when you find out how she died and then mm-hmm. how he immediately is like, well, we're gonna. As a father, I guess my only thing that I know to do with you kids at this point is this. And trains them to basically be these assassins to go out on missions. And then, you know, Shane Chi, like, changes his mind. And I like all that stuff so much. And it's only once we get to the third act where I'm like, no, now we have to do the whole thing, though. Where it's like, you are starting to train with this other people. And it's going to become a battle where they fight this fight against you and it's gonna be a just a simplistic one-on-one battle and choreography is amazing but you know it doesn't make up for the fact that the third act is so generic for a movie falls very flat and it's for a movie that just didn't feel generic up until that point i was like holy shit they found a way to do origin stories without doing the boring origin story shang chi is the coolest guy (laughs) yeah no and that's the thing like they they hired the he best reminds actor. me of my tattoo artist for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> reminds me of Mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I could see how you could see that. Uh, yeah, he just seems like the coolest guy. I would love to hang out I think out they with have them. the same haircut. They do have the same haircut. That's it. Uh, <laughs> he, he does seem like a badass in like the very like chill, Yeah. but also gotta get shit done when you gotta get shit done kind of way. He's the kind of guy that would like hang out with you and you wouldn't feel like where you have to, like, live up to him. Like, he doesn't think that he's a higher status than you, but he also doesn't feel like, oh, I have pity on this person. I have to, like, take them under my wing. Like, like if, if it was, like, Tony Stark, if you were hanging out with Tony Stark, like, Tony Stark knows he's Tony Stark. And yeah. he'd be kind of, like, an asshole the whole time, but also buddy-buddy. But then if it was, like, Captain America, he would be trying too hard to, like, empower you and make you feel worthy. Or if Shang-Chi is more just, like, straight up, like, this is why I know. You know, you know who he is? treat you, like, perfectly, like, the, the exact same as him. Shang-Chi is that person that, when you talk to people they haven't seen in a while, it's like, we should hang out again sometime. Shang-Chi's actually the one that, like, calls you tonight. He's like, all right, oh, yeah. so when, when are we going? Yeah. When are we doing this? He's and you like actually go. He's, zero ego. Yeah. So, uh, I love that yeah. about him. <laughs> so, are we going to go play Xbox or what? Yeah. Right, like, he, and I, I, I yeah, that's, that's true. I did like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked his chemistry with Aquafina before. 
before they left, before they mm-hmm. went to the mm-hmm. tallow place, and then they... I just like their karaoke scenes. That too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we could start uh, getting rest for tomorrow. He's like, okay. <laughs> or... <laughs> Perfect finale. Um, I don't yeah. know. It... Tallow was kind of... It, yeah. <laughs> it was the one part of nothing. a Marvel movie that finally felt too Disney. There was like, nothing yeah. to chew on there. I didn't like the designs. They felt too... I did, I did like the fight with his dad. Yeah, no, I mean, I like, the, and the choreography was really good. I liked good. the big old dragon at the end. That was mm-hmm. cool. But all the other animals, wasn't that thrilled about. You didn't like Morris? I would die for more. Can we talk about Trevor? I can't. Okay, well, we'll get to that. But I'll just say about Morris: the only issue is that I just can't do characters if they don't have any eyes or facial expressions. That sounds like a you problem. It, it Morris is. is adorable. And you're right. No, but it's like it was, a, it, and it's oh, they tried it. Blind he had and I'm glad. Wings and so I'm many glad they feet. tried it because honestly, I've never seen them try that. We're like, we're gonna make a lovable character with no effing face. And they it worked for people, so that's good. But I mean, he purred. Even the other day, I saw oh, a poster of it, and Morris I'm like, this purred. just doesn't work. You gotta see the big eyes. You gotta see some personality. Morris, Morris yes. absolutely poops, and it's the cutest Trevor, poop you've ever seen. Trevor, I was glad they finally addressed I, Trevor again. But here's my problem with it. He was he he he's there, and it's like that was great. That was a funny cameo. And then he goes he with them. <laughs> and then he's there. And he then had he's to like, translate for Morris. And then he's like fighting with them. And he you has like a lot of... Be in the second. He has like a lot of dialogue too. And I'm like, can you just go away? Like, <laughs> can you just get mm-hmm. ran over already or something? Like, this is actually annoying me now. I think they could have easily like had a scene where like he's he's in the car with them and they like quick stop and like throw him out and then keep going that would have been funny <laughs> holy shit that would have been funny if they just would have like kept talking they finally just threw him out yeah it, like, it, don't say a word just stop throw him out and keep going to be honest even when they get the tallow and he's doing everything and granted when he's faking his death that makes sense but everything before that i'm like this feels out of character like i feel like he Sorry. would not be joining in on this and i <laughs> Talking about the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you can get those monkeys. <laughs> I mean, that was funny. But, like, literally, and you and me, we're, we're, we're sitting in there like, we're Iron Man 3 fans. Like, this is great. I was sitting there like, you should have ended it. Like, you should not have brought him with. I don't get why you brought him I, with. Yeah. You should have just left him. Or... But you know he's going to be in the second. I mean, do you think he'll come? I mean, you could have him come back. I mean, maybe not even in the sequel. To be honest, I just... Honestly, I kind of do want to see if, like, his career turns. I want to see him come back, not I don't want as, a, as a character in someone else's story. Like, I, would I, just, lo- I would love, like, a ten, like a series of ten-minute shorts on Disney Plus of him. He should just, like... Just keeping up with his career. It's him <laughs> acting with... Uh... With Kumail's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that dude, so that was a Hollywood star. <laughs> they should do that. Oh, man. That would be funny. But they actually have him whitewashing a character where he's playing like, <laughs> like something that's really. Uh, nope. He gets cast he's so in. Innocent that he doesn't realize yeah. They make a Shang-Chi movie and he gets cast as the lead of Shang-Chi. And he was like, I knew it was inappropriate, but I needed the money. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get cast as like 
So, like, like Kumail's character, well, he's going to do a movie based on the Eternals fight or something. And then, uh, I don't know, whatever his name is. Trevor. Trevor will play, like, Icarus or something. <laughs> he flies towards the yeah. sun. I don't know, man. Like, him and Iron Man 3, I, I know people hate that movie, but I'm like, that's still, to me, the funniest. I'll always laugh at that. That's, like, one of the funniest MCU movies. Well, Sorry, yeah, I th- well, I mean, if you want, people are wrong about that movie, but I get why they're mad. I think people, if you watch Shang-Chi, That's probably you what... immediately have to go watch Iron Man 3 and give a new review of the movie, because yeah. everybody only talks about the Mandarin. I'm like, good, they did the Mandarin. Well, now, they didn't do Iron the Man Mandarin 3. right again. No, like, I feel like that's probably that's probably blame, why blame Shang Chi then because they did the real Mandarin and they said it continuity. He's the real Mandarin. Now go back to Iron Man three and give a correct review that doesn't just bring up the Mandarin because I swear to God if I have to Do read you... another fanboy talk about the Mandarin Iron Man three, it doesn't matter anymore. Do you think that the rings are connected to the Eternals? Or do you think they're connected to something else? Something else. Something else? Yep. You think it's like a Galactus thing or Galactus. something? Galactus. Okay. Yep. What do you think, Hunter? I would guess maybe Blade or something. Blade. <laughs> it's Blade. Who knows? That's the one other thing that they haven't gone as deep into. It. I mean, they, they do some spirituality stuff with, with like Wong in that movie, but I think it could go into... I don't know. Especially after Eternals could do more Blade stuff. I don't know. I don't know what Galactus would... What his whole deal is. Well, the end of Shang-Chi, there was a... Like, it wasn't Bruce in the end credits? Yeah, they were studying the rings and there was like a beacon. Yeah. That was calling out to someone, but we didn't know who yet. So you think Galactus would be... Well, answer this. I really thought Galactus, but now I'm kind of thinking like... Eternals. Who goes above, though? So, like, we go... Is it Galactus? Or is it the... Um... Okay. Well, Eternals, but, like, what's... What oh, are the, the Eternals, uh... Celestials? Celestials. Who goes first? Galactus or Celestials? I think Celestials. I think Celestials would be more powerful. Maybe. Can Galactus take down Celestials? I don't know. Because I, I feel I like... I haven't read those Galactus comics. might have been a... Celestial, but maybe. No, Galactus was a man who I forgot what happened. He was a human at one point. Hmm. And he like somehow became like a god. Because like with Kang I originally thought after watching Loki I was like he is going to be the big baddie of this phase if not like the next Thanos. But then I changed my mind because I was like he was kind of more of a trickster in that. More of like a Loki type. Even though Loki's literally... It was literally in the show Loki. He kind of did remind me more of Loki. I think and that's what he's going to be. Yeah, I feel like he's going to show up again. And he'll be powerful. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to be like a Thanos level threat. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be more of like a... I think Because he, he even explained it in Loki. Like all these smart guys were so smart. They all teamed up together and started realizing they were variants of each other. And... I think that's what you chalk it up to. I think they just think they're smarter than everybody else. And I think I think that's what's going to make Ant-Man 3 so great. I think it's going to be like Scott Lang, someone who's kind of a dimwit taking down Kang, <laughs> who's so damn smart. Like, yeah. See, I I think he, he I think this is going to be the last 
we see a Skalang in Quantumania. Hmm. And it's kind of going to be the Natasha in Black Widow kind of thing where Cassie kind of takes the forefront. Yeah, maybe. Or the Wasp. What were you going to say, Chloe? I just want to say I googled it and Galactus is individually stronger than the Celestials. Okay. There you go. But if multiple were to like... Okay. That makes sense. Gang up. Nah, they would never. They can't Total coordinate <laughs> with each other. Does, does it say how Galactus became Galactus? Because I think he's like a human from a different universe that like was infused with energy. This previous universe. I don't remember. I don't know. That okay. I just doesn't really matter. I literally just googled is Galactus stronger than Celestials and. Yes. Hmm. Individually, yes. But who's going to play Galactus? Chris Pratt. Who was was (laughs) Brian Cranston rumored to play? Who was he like, for the longest time, they were saying he was going to play someone in the MCU? Mystique. Kang? He was Kang, too? Oh, I don't know. I'm wondering. Okay. Brian Cranston. Um, This sounds familiar. It's probably someone who's already been cast at this point. Yeah, I think I remember. You remember this? Yeah, it was before like Endgame and Infinity War came out. Yeah, I remember because we were we were seeing Endgame, and I was like, I bet yeah, he's in it. And then there was just no oh, wasn't it gonna be like one of the Thanos's people? Not well, not one of the children of Thanos. No, no, I thought he was gonna play like an upcoming big bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it was it only because familiar. I think it was Galactus. Yeah, I feel yeah, like probably he was Galactus. Well, and I still feel like that's gonna happen because Brian Cranston has been in interviews where he basically said I would be in an MCU movie, and I'm like they're not gonna pass up well, on so that. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he did say that, and I don't think they're gonna pass up on that. A lot of these actors, I think they they hear it, and I'm like they're not gonna pass up on that opportunity. Like if they if an actor says it, they're gonna make it happen, and um. I don't know who Keanu Reeves would play because. Craven. You know what's funny is that my immediate thought actually was uh, who is. Um... Aaron Taylor Johnson. N- no, the <laughs> no, the one. That... Why? Godzilla. The one that they're having play uh, who was at the end credits of Eternals. Miles. Oh. Is it. Is that <laughs> <Aaron> Davis? <laughs> Harry Styles. Is it Black Knight? What? Was oh. that the character's name, Black Knight? Is yeah. that the Black character? Knight is the guy from Game of Thrones. That would be immediately the person I would think Keanu Reeves would play. I feel Black like he'd Knight. play a character. I think like he's Black gonna Knight. be Ghost Rider. He could be Ghost Rider. He yeah, should be Ghost Rider. Yeah, oh, cool. never mind. You're right. He should play Ghost Rider. Either Ghost Rider or Silver Surfer. Well, what, hey, I'm wait a minute. What about the Silver Surfer? Agents of Shield already had a Ghost Rider. But I want Johnny Blaze <laughs> Ghost Rider. I want okay. Nick. Well, I mean, if Nick Cage doesn't want to come back. <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves would be a better. I think Keanu Reeves would be a better Ghost Rider than Silver Surfer, but I would take either. I think Keanu Reeves as Silver Surfer would be pretty good, especially after like the day the Earth stood still. I think he would be a good. I think Silver Surfer's been cast. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Have you heard about? I bet he would have been a good Silver Surfer. Anderson Cooper. Have you heard about Guardians of the Galaxy three? Will Poulter. Not Will Poulter because he's playing Adam um, Warlock. Uh, but James Gunn hired some, no, no, he hired somebody else, not a high-profile actor, but he hired somebody where he the announcement was already made that this person was cast. 
So it's a big enough deal where they have to announce it. Josh Cad. Not Josh. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Silver Josh Surfer. Cat is Silver Surfer. <laughs> Here, let me let me look it up. Dave Chappelle. Silver Surfer. I'm gonna look. Key, Dave Chappelle. Is key and Peel. Key and Peel. One one's the surfer. Both key, the... Key's, keys the surfer. <laughs> peels the board. Hey, they're both like fighting over the board. Two people on the surfboard. Okay, here we go. Um, cast. Um, I feel like I'm gonna butcher this name a bit, but his name is Chukwudi Uwuji. Um, he's a Nigerian British actor. He also starred in films like News of the World, John Wick Chapter Two, and um, he's gonna be in the upcoming Peacemaker. But when this actor was announced to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Three, and by the way, he's the only one they announced. That didn't have a role attached to him, but he was high profile. Like, yeah. yeah, I think he's Silver Surfer. He looks that like was he could be. Everybody's immediate assumption. Yeah, because he was in that cast photo. Yes, exactly. He was the one guy I was trying to figure so, out who he was. Not only was he in the cast photo, but James Gunn recently tweeted because they were like, "Hey, what are you doing on Guardians of the Galaxy three today?" It was a real quick, just random question. He actually answered it, and he was working with that guy. I'm like, so you're filming with this guy enough where he's already doing scenes. He's in the cast photo. I'm like, I'm just thinking cosmic characters. I feel like he's Silver Surfer. I feel like James Gunn. I or mean, do you think he is just adding to the roster of the, the Guardians? Possibly, but is Silver Surfer part of the Guardians? Could he be? I mean, could I MCU just make some changes and do it? I mean, they're making. I mean, they, the they are they making do a Fantastic Four movie that is coming out. It's yes. coming out in the next two years or even three years. So did they cast him already? That would be cool. That's that what I'm sense. thinking. I feel like it's him. So. I think Silver Surfer's too OP though. What? <laughs> He's too overpowered. Oh, Silver Surfer shit. is so connected to, to I Galactus fail. though. I know nothing about video game terminology. <laughs> I fail. What? OP. <laughs> oh. I have no idea. Overpowered. Yeah. Yeah. I fail. I don't know. I, I feel like that guy is going to play him, though. That's my theory right now. He no, could just end up playing a John C. Riley level character in the movie, but... It could be Nova. True, yeah. I guess. We're still waiting on that Nova Core movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, Shang-Chi, so we all, we all... We all like it. Yeah. I gave it four stars. I think I gave it the highest of all of you. I gave it four, also. You gave it three. Three for having a... Hotel California in the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that ever since James Gunn was attached to the series, they've started to put like cool music yeah. in every movie? Mm-hmm. Like Thor Ragnarok really did it. Yeah. And then like uh, Eternals, which the whole movie was super serious, just slow moving score all throughout. And then like end of the movie, feels like the first time. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Why couldn't the whole movie be well, like Well, because this? they actually went into space. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, everyone knows that you hear classic rock in space, yeah. right? Uh, we can move on to Eternals, which is Hunter's to? favorite movie of twenty twenty one. Favorite movie. To? This is you want to know why this movie's historic? The first Marvel Cinematic Universe film to have a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I'm like, no, you, it's you, still you. a good movie. It that it, I'm like, okay. it is a good movie still. I don't know if it I'd go that far. Do, 
it does drag on and there are a lot of slow parts i i don't like it but (laughs) when i saw the rotten tomato score i was like you guys were ridiculous like have you seen all those other movies that came before this have you seen also, The Dark World? Also, to be fair, I didn't have the best theater experience that day. God, that was the worst! Why was it so bad? Oh, oh wait, you God. weren't with us when you saw it, so how did your experience go? It well, there were, it was terrible. external forces. Yeah. yeah, it was the people in the theater. So, there were, it was like a group that was split between, between two rows. There were two people sitting a couple seats down from me, like, in the row. And then two people in front of them, so like oh, diagonal from us. About this and they yeah, were yeah. like talking and Snapchatting throughout the first probably half an hour to forty five minutes of the movie. Oh, I was so mad. Oh, that would suck though. Like Yeah. And then like the last twenty ish minutes, a different group on like the other side of us was like on their phones and talking and stuff. So that was irritating. Well, ours wasn't that bad. You know did you notice though? Like so we were late all because of me. <laughs> and well that's because of you because you weren't able to get the ticket unless i'm there and um we were doing hibachi went a little longer than usual we have said in our group chat by the way we so we have like separate group Where'd chats you do hibachi? um yeah exactly yep it just went a little longer because we all kind of arrived late but we've already decided ahead of time like we are not eating out before the movie because that went wrong twice now twice. so we are not oh, yeah. doing that again we are going to spider-man that's it <laughs> yeah, and um oh yeah because we had to leave early for that yeah remember well you had to get coupons because yeah. you didn't I, get I your still food. Had that gift card <laughs> you didn't even get your food i didn't even get um food. the people behind us where peter and all them bought seats mm-hmm. someone else took those seats and then they sat somewhere else i was like oh i would not have done that oh no i 100 percent would be like get out of but my the seats. problem was is because they showed up late it was already five minutes into it and at that point it's probably a little tough to be doing it so hunter you loved it i love so it. i think your yeah. opinion would be the most interesting hunter, give me an, an in-depth reason and persuade me into loving this movie um, I, I've only seen it the one time. Missed the first five minutes. That's, the <laughs> that's true. I did miss the first five minutes. Maybe true. that's why. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I really felt like, I mean, it was a long movie, but there were so many different scenes, like so many different locations that it took you to. I think that was the biggest thing I liked about it because I think so many Marvel movies have like feels like it's has like three scenes in the whole movie like Shang-Chi feels like it took place in three different locations and like the entire movie like you're in San Francisco and then you're like in like the at the sister's joint and then all of a sudden you're in Talo and that's the end of the movie you know this movie Eternals you're in like 12 13 different like countries and time periods and all of it seems really fun and cool the actual story like with all the flashbacks and stuff i really really enjoyed the you know character development between meeting all these different people and then like refinding them out in the world Mm -hmm. really enjoyed all that um the actual fighting wasn't great, you know? Like, a lot of it was... Some of it was... I guess some characters were boring in how they fought, and some of it wasn't as, like, 
neat but then some of it was really dark and gritty like when they're like fighting in that in in like central or south america when they're in like that jungly place that part was cool um i liked kind of the end volcano beachy scenes mm-hmm. like every scene i really just was really really into like i don't think there was any scene where i was bored or like waiting for it to to go somewhere else like i just I was really invested in every scene and every character. Like, and a couple things that was kind of let down, like the, uh, that, like, main, um, uh, who, who are they fighting? The? Deviants. Deviants. The, like, main deviant that started, like, evolving into, like, more humanoid. Mm. Um, that looked like it was setting up something really cool, and then I wasn't really thrilled how that ended up. But with the Celestial stuff and with, like, Ceres kind of becoming the leader of the Eternals, Icarus kind of ending up being shitty, I liked all of it. I don't know. I, I did I really like the twist about Icarus. Like, I didn't see that coming, actually. So that was cool. I thought he was going to be... I wasn't sure if he was going to be full bad. I thought he was going to be, like like he's definitely hiding something but maybe he'll be neutral and he'll end up being good but then when he turned out to be pretty much full bad in the end i was like okay this is still a pretty dang good movie and and i wonder what it'll be like on a rewatch where i expect it a little bit more sure um but uh yeah i don't know i i just i really liked it it felt so i liked even though it was long it didn't feel like it drug out for me like it because of the amount of like different scenes and places that it took you it felt organic and i i liked the journey that that movie took me on however i'm not excited for a sequel (laughs) like i don't really care to see these characters ever again this really felt like a good standalone movie for me like i wouldn't mind if this is all i had it it, almost like like a movie like jumper or something like it's just kind of good on its own it seemed like they were taking a risk like they were with guardians and it didn't hit the same mark as like guardians set the bar too high for it to yeah like land that that one functions more as a comedy than an action movie right this one like it tried to be more epic like a myth like like a the story of a myth unfolding Mm. you know or like an odyssey or something and it didn't you know justin explained to me that he when when he was telling me about the trailer before the movie came out justin told me that he had the impression that it looked or reminded him of like lord of the rings or something i kind of went into that with that mentality and it kind of added to it where it felt more of like a like an epic mm-hmm. um and um yeah, and then also I think I told you guys just at the end of it, like I was trying to think of what that directing style reminded me of because it didn't it didn't remind me anything of Chloe Zhao's um, other movie, um, No Man No Man Land, yeah. um, but it did really remind me of Infinity War, especially Infinity War. Like the directing style felt very very similar to how the Russos directed Infinity War, and I think that added to it for me. Huh. So. There were some parts that were definitely cheesy, some of it that didn't wasn't great, but I when I was trying to evaluate it and put a star rating, three seemed too low for how much fun and how good I felt walk coming out of that theater that I didn't feel with Shang Chi, 
than I probably haven't felt since Endgame. And so the four stars seemed really, like, bright for me to add it. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's my big description no, of why I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It just wasn't... It's definitely not as good, in my opinion, as, like, Shang-Chi. Like, I would put it in between Black Widow and Shang-Chi, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what to expect with this one. Like I said, from the trailer, it kind of sold me a little more. I did feel like this was going to be the... The movie felt like it was the culmination of a bunch of mythological events that we hadn't seen before. And uh, like that's why I kind of compared it to The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's what I felt like it was going to be like. Um, But I don't know. Like In the end, I think it just kind of falls victim to a lot of very obvious problems that a lot of movies would run into which is like it's got too many characters you're trying to introduce in even if it's like a two and a half hour movie which i I guess this is the longest movie besides basically endgame i think this is the longest marvel movie but you're introducing this many characters that haven't had their own movies um which I guess is how it used to be done, but that's the thing is like when you're introducing this many characters at once, it's kind of tough to come away with knowing a lot about them. Now, you know, when I think about it and I sit down, I'm like, I can remember, I can remember them. I don't know if I can remember their names, but I can remember every single person that was in this movie. But it just felt. I get what you mean with the Infinity War comparison because structure wise, yeah. It's trying to be like Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of works sometimes, but for me, a lot of it doesn't work because we have a lot of... It's doing also the Christopher Nolan thing where it's kind of telling the previous events and it's dispersing it as we go through the current events. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I thought... I guess for me, like I thought it would be way more exciting watching these characters get back together after all these years. Um, and that didn't do it for me. The action sequences really didn't do it for me. The, you know, creature designs really didn't do it for me. A lot of this movie just really, yeah, just didn't work for me, for me. And I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of hard because, you know, I, I feel like the fantasy genre is the genre that took me the longest to really get into as a moviegoer. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of dives into fantasy way more than any of the other Marvel movies. I know all the other Marvel movies that I was always kind of there, but this one really dives into it, really holds on to it. And a lot of it just doesn't work because even as I sit here, I'm like, I can't point to one scene that I really was like, oh, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. The, you know the the scenes with uh, Kumail Nanjiani where he's like the Bollywood actor, that ended up being the stuff I enjoyed the most. Which of course is the comedy. It's like, oh yeah, you like the comedy stuff the more, the most. Well, yeah, I did. I like that stuff the most. I like the stuff with this with this camera guy. The camera guy was funny. It was funny that he just kind of tagged along and <laughs> was making like a mini documentary of them. But I don't know. It just in the end, it felt very. I don't know, it just felt generic, which is too bad, because it felt like this team 
was like really dedicated to this project was really into it they were doing a lot with this project that other marvel movies haven't done like filming on real sets on real locations and in the end i'm like i feel like you you all felt like you found something very unique but i'm like i feel like i've seen this movie a lot if this movie came out in the 1980s it would be a movie that has like a huge cult following nowadays similar to like labyrinth or dune or some of these other sci-fi fantasy movies that didn't do well during their time but have a huge cult following i feel like this movie would be just like them except this movie is today and it's made by marvel with a huge budget and it's part of a cinematic universe it also just feels so disconnected from the rest of the movies which i guess isn't a bad thing but mm-hmm when I'm already not too into the movie, I feel like the last thing I can kind of hold on to is like, well, maybe you'll be sort of tied into the rest of it. And I didn't feel like it was. Yeah. Some movies. So like when I watched like, like, you know, Shang-Chi or like Black Widow, I'm thinking the whole movie, I'm like trying to watch it as it is, but I'm also thinking, okay, where does this tie in? Like, where is, oh, there's Wong. What's Wong up to? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or like if it's Black Widow, I'm like, oh, like, well, where's the time of Budapest? Like, you know, what has Jeremy Renner been up to since this? With Eternals, as for as much as they talked about Thanos or like any events that would be related to other MCU movies, I kept forgetting I was watching an MCU movie. Like, I really, I think I, I fell for the movie just as its own story mm-hmm. almost. And like, that whole like I didn't have any like you know um or no what's the I don't know the word I'm looking for but I I feel like I just like I fell for it like I fell for the movie in a good way and I just like kept being like oh yeah this is like also a Marvel movie yeah (laughs) and so I was just enjoying it for what it was so maybe I was just in a really good mood (laughs) that day yeah I think I did have a beer that that was like one of the first times I had a beer in a movie or no Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. No, you had beer at that one because I gave Is you one. one? <laughs> I gave you one there, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I snuck in like three Bud Lights. <laughs> yeah. You roofied them. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's part of me is like, I really want to see Marvel make movies where they don't connect to the rest of the universe necessarily and don't even reference it that much because wouldn't it be so cool if they could still do that? Mm-hmm. But I feel like, for the most part, they kind of have done that. Like, I feel like a lot of these movies don't necessarily need to tie too much into the rest of the universe. It, it just... A lot of the references at this point are very minor in a way because yeah. there is just so much minor stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, but with Eternals, my only problem with that was just because at that point, I've, I've already kind of given up on the movie. So I was like, well, at least this will be a fun, like, you know, connecting of the dots for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And even then, it's not. So I just kind of sit there like, I don't really know if there's any reason to be into this right now. Just because I'm already out of it. I'm already, so like, lost. Are the Eternals robots or not? Robots? Aren't they kind of like Snoke, where they're like made in like an incubator or whatever? Because isn't Harry Styles an Eternal? No, he is not. Titan. Wouldn't he be a? Well, they're not. He's a brother of Thanos. 
what was Thanos considered? He's from Titan. Were they called Titans? He's a Titan because he's. I think they were called. Yeah, because I don't know why, how he's cousins with Angelina Jolie. What, what, what was he called? Thanos is. I mean, he's, he's an eternal deviant hybrid. Oh, that's, that's Thanos. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is so Eros must be a. What about it? Are they robots? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. D- does it affect your viewing pleasure of the film? Absolutely. It does. <laughs> They're robots. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I thought of the whole time? I have no idea. I don't know if I ever cared if they were robots. Because I don't. I mean, I guess that depends on your definition of robot, because they're clearly, they have biological makeup, so do they have to have, do they have to be a certain amount of, like, electrical slash mechanical parts to be, well, not all humans can procreate, so does that make a human a robot? Ooh, this is getting psychological. What robots can? Neurons fire by electricity. So humans are run by electrical pulses. Does that make us robots? Yes. Can they can they create their own race and society sustainably on their own without celestial interference? Probably. That's what I'm trying to get at. Do we have any evidence they can't? Can a celestial? Wait, there. Wait, we're so they're called Eternals, and there's the Celestials. So the Eternals. Can an Eternal come? That's what I'd like to know. That's what I want to know. Well, Thanos is one of his parents. Must have. Well, Thanos, you know. Thanos comes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have sex in this movie. I remember this was so hyped up. All right. Since Zack doesn't have Google, the Eternals cannot procreate among themselves, but are capable of breeding with other species. What the hell? That's kind of a dangerous situation. Like the opposite of what we do. Wait a minute. So, like, so they can't screw each other and have a child, but... Eros can go and screw an entire world. And... So, I would also just like to point out, the Eternals, their, like, uh, scientific biological name is Homo Immortalis. Hmm. So... <laughs> no! <laughs> They're not robots. Homo Immortalis. That sounds like something a child would come up with. Oh, they actually can... So they can have children amongst themselves, but they have an extremely low birth rate, saying they have a potential to have one child every millennium or so. Mm. Um, but they can have children much more frequently with humans. Mm. But the children are not Eternals, then. So they're not exactly robots. They're not robots. Mm. Good. They're as human as you are. Good. Okay. Because they had that one scene of like the Celestials making them, and they're all kind of just like lined up, like yeah. mannequin-looking robot, but like high robots, like Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And I was confused. You know, that's that was actually a scene of God creating the Earth. Uh, yeah, we were lined Probably. up like robots. Probably the Eternals was the. Biblical film. That is Genesis. Even like talking about it, I'm just bored. Like this just was a boring movie. Like this is just boring. Like my biggest issue is 
how convenient the plot was. Like, at the end, when they all needed to, like, sync up their powers into mm. Cersei, and it just so happened that while the Eternal, or while the Celestial was emerging, they happened to sync up with him, and then she got just enough power to turn him into stone or whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, like, they were trying to, like, give every Eternal some job to do, and to be honest, like, I feel like most of them didn't really pan out. Like didn't have much of a job to Wasn't that weird? Like, he just left, and then that was it? Yeah. Like, they, and I was, because I was thinking, I'm like, that was the one, well, I was, that was the one moment where I was like, ah, oh, it's going to do that generic thing where he's going to come in and save the day, Han Solo style, and it just doesn't happen, and I'm like, so he just wasn't there. This is kind of weird. So was he taken by the Celestial at the end? I don't that's kind of like a major character flaw, <laughs> to be honest. Well, and like, they were also one-dimensional. Like, Makari could run real fast and was deaf. Like, we didn't get anything else about her. Yeah, that her. was it. Two dimensions. Uh, I guess, like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't get anything else from her other than, like, she had a romance starting with Drew. Yeah, you got that for, like, two minutes. Right. The fact that she was, like, at the end of the movie. like she Yeah, she's just her. sitting she in the there. She was the last person to meet. That was pretty... Bullshit, yeah, and you know what? Actually, I as far as that relationship goes, so too, much more from Makari. I really liked her. that. That relationship was stupid too, though, because he it had literally it was like three establishing scenes, and we were supposed to be like, "Oh, they're in love." Yeah, the dude left you for how many years? Yeah. And then it's just like, "Oh, we missed each other." And like I was like, "Screw up. this! This movie just doesn't care about passage of time at all." And she was just sitting in that ship that whole time. That's another thing. Oh. All right, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because she had like it was like full of stuff. of stuff, like a bunch but, of like, water and stuff too. Yeah, all we got was that she runs real fast, and I just feel like we could have gotten more. And there was like other stuff where like the one guy who was involved in the creation of the bomb, who was like, "I give up now. I've seen what civilization could do," and then he just went and got married, had a family, and I was like. After you create the bomb and you... I, I was like, why? I don't know. That whole storyline felt very, like, cheap to me. Especially when they were, he was like, no, I'm out of the game. I saw what humanity can do. And they're like, hey, come on. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And I was like, why? And then also, I'm I'm not a fan of when a movie has to suddenly bring in, like, we're going to bring World War Two in. Let's bring the Nazis into this. So I was like, Let, let's not do this. Because now he's standing at Hiroshima like, look what I've become. And I'm like... This is really stupid. <laughs> it's like this. Um, I can't imagine that this guy was working alongside. Already, Howard Stark has been part of the Manhattan Project, so apparently, this guy was there too. Um, and this, like, if you think like, if eventually like the X Men movies are in, basically when Wolverine is being like nuked at Hiroshima, like then the he like is also there, right? Just like a little ways over. And I, I thought the only one that was kind of interesting, actually, was that uh, young girl. Because she seemed to only be the only one that actually had, like, a legit problem. I didn't like her. I didn't like her either. Yeah. There Sprite? You. Like, Pepsi, whatever her name is. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> Tab? Shasta? Fanta? Yeah. Dr. Pip? Dr. Pip. Mr. Pip. You didn't like her? No. Why? She's stupid. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I I I don't know. Maybe I to be honest, for a movie that was already kind of really underwhelming, I thought it was like interesting in that 
she seemed like the only one for someone who could live a thousand years to have like a legit problem which is like yeah. i can't age also i'm totally into this dude and he looks like that and i'm just still like pretty much a kid indefinitely well then just just watch interview with a vampire watch interview with a vampire well why weren't you there to tell her that also that movie wouldn't have come out until very late in her life mm. Yeah, no, but honestly, no, if, that... if you want to see that struggle, just watch Interview with Vampire. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I felt too that that solution was stupid. Where she's like, "I I want to age now, even though I know I'll die." Because I was like, "No, yeah, you." I, I totally another even, convenient I even thing. That like, oh, thing. you just conveniently right. have enough juice to turn her. Hum- I don't know. Which I, I was just... thinking, I'm like, no, no, movie. You're only doing that because that actress is gonna is the youngest yeah. one, and she's gonna age the fastest. So <laughs> I you was, have to do that. I was thinking when when she did do that, like, what if she just rapidly aged right like, there. to her actual age? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like Indiana Jones in yeah. the Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, that that solution. I thought like the rest of it was fine. I thought it was like I, I didn't like her like I didn't feel like her obsession with Icarus like I didn't get that until Kingo was like, "Oh, you love him." I was like, "What? She loves him? Where did that come from?" Like You know, you know they just did that making her human thing so that she like when she actually is aging he in real life here's the thing here's the thing okay i I'll, I'll i'll bounce off of that with one thing that also like but it doesn't end up making sense is because i think a storyline where there is a younger girl character who is an into an older guy but can't actually be with that person because you know and i've seen that storyline done before i think it's kind of interesting it could be interesting even if you like swap genders around and such like i think that storyline is interesting because it's like that age dynamic kind of plays into it it is probably a storyline that's been overdone the only problem in this movie even though i kind of like it it doesn't make sense because she's actually not that age she actually is the same age as the rest of them so that actually shouldn't be the dynamic there. That actually, even though the audience is like, yeah. that's the dynamic, you kind of... But she still have, looks 12. Yeah. But, but you just brought up in my head, though, like, that is the problem with the, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, attempting in a, a relationship. But, like, they are the same age, though. So, like, technically that's wrong. Like, that's, and that's that shouldn't be a problem. Too. I was like, well, Anne Sprite can, like, alter her appearance so when they're in public, like, she can look different to other yeah. people. So it does, but that is, it's a really icky dynamic. I don't, I didn't like it any, cause I feel like that puts, it's weird. It puts ideas in young girls' heads that yeah. like, that's something that, or older guys which heads. is like, or older guys you know, heads, and, yeah. well, and that's the thing you're bringing up the part of it too, where it's like, that's kind of the criticism of that storyline, which yeah. is like why it's overdone, not really mm-hmm. done anymore. And I guess, I don't know, I thought, to me, like, I thought it worked, but I guess maybe I was overriding in my head that she was that age, so it actually kind of is a weird problem, mm-hmm. but I guess I, it depends on what the audience's reaction is, because the audience reaction is she is that age. The actress is actually that age, so it's mm-hmm. like, that actually is not good. Mm-hmm. That actually shouldn't be the storyline you're doing, but it <laughs> that is kind of weird. That, yeah, now that I think more about it. Like, as this has gone on now, I'm like, that's the one... Not even that that's really the part of it I like. I like the fact that she is, like, kind of stuck in that age. 
and can't really age. But I didn't like the solution to it. And you've also talked me out of that part of the story. So pretty much in the end, there's really nothing to like. Like, I feel like they could have had any other struggle for her other they than yeah. being in love with an older man. Yeah, they, like, they could have, yeah, easily. Like, she couldn't vote. <laughs> I can't vote in any of these elections. Or, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're Something right. Something better. That's, that's a good point. Can't get into R rated movies and is, like, a horror yeah. movie addict. Oh, that, that would have been interesting. That would have been yeah. awesome. That's, yeah, okay. It's less deep, but yeah. I think I would have enjoyed something like that more. But you're, but you're right. The other thing, it's overdone, and it is problematic. And, yeah, you're or right. honestly, just being taken seriously. Like, because she's looking yeah, like a kid. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. yeah just in that's general. A huge By the general public. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then my other issue with her is that she went from being best friends with Cersei to literally stabbing her in the back yeah, so yeah. quickly. And the only motivating factor was that she loved Icarus. Yeah. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. You're right. That part was Which, stupid. I liked the movie last night. Could be like, <laughs> It could be like, so she's like super old, right? But she's stuck in a kid's body. Yeah. But is it. Who's okay. to say is her mind chemistry, I was, though? Is, I was going to say, is this Twilight Rules? Is she stuck as like a 12 year old? Or is she like, is her. Is she mentally a thousand, however many years old? I think that she is a kid. Like, she's like a thousand years old, but she's a thousand year old while being 12 still or 13. Like, she's. I think her might her chemistry of her brain or whatever is still like a you know adolescent like okay but what about the parts where like she was coming up with all these stories like the story of Icarus she came up with that and like I don't know I don't think the story of Icarus is necessarily something a 12-year-old would come up with. I think the opposite. I think definitely. I mean, like, maybe no, it doesn't have well, all the wisdom in it. Well, <laughs> you I know? feel like, like there the... were parts where she was weirdly, like, she had some wise moments, some, like... Maybe those... She had yeah, childish moments, but I think most of the time she acted older than 12. It's like they kept writing her back and forth depending yeah, on where the... She was very flip yeah. Because you're right, like, her attacking seriously, it's totally what, like, a little kid would do. But it doesn't make sense if she's already that old. So it's like yeah. they... It depends on where they're at in the story. They'll just be like, right now she's acting like a little kid. But at this point, she's acting like an adult. It's... Kids yeah. are all over the place. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like she, so she is a kid then. I I watched the movie thinking that is a child. Yeah, like, in every sense okay. Of the word. So that kind of, but for me though, it ends up ruining it. Like it really? kind of ruins <laughs> the whole thing because it doesn't make any sense to me. Because I'm like, no, she's supposed to be an adult, and that's why she wants to age herself up with that mm. stupid solution to that problem. Yeah, you know, I, I I feel like I've liked this movie even less because, like, some of the parts I actually liked about it, I've started to talk myself out of. Because, like, even though I was thinking about, I liked Kumail Nanjiani, but I forgot he disappeared for the ending. And yeah. you know what? No, that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like if we actually found out about the production of the movie, we would find out it had less to do with his character and more to do with we didn't have him for those days of shooting. So we got him out of the movie. Because that it made could. no sense. I heard someone talking about it like they thought that that one of them should have 
bailed, they should have had one of the Eternals bail to show that they had that they weren't always going to be unified anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they pick him, who was like one of the first people they recruit, is yeah. weird. Like I, like as much as I liked Drew, like why not have him be the one to turn and leave? You know, that would have made the most sense too, because he yeah. actually had like a way deeper reason for mm-hmm. abandoning them, and he was like, yeah. I'm not going to have you know humans turn against each other anymore if they don't have to so i'm literally going to control this which i mean that's so messed up and i'm like that i feel like there's way more psychologically going there well, mm-hmm. than can, I, can, I, can I ask you this quick um how, how do you feel about the mcu retconning the mexican race <laughs> because druig stopped the like the spanish conquering the Aztecs, therefore, the raping and pillaging never happened, and Mexicans didn't exist then. So he stopped an entire race from happening? Well, that's, yeah. Really? Is Mexican a race? Well, I mean a nationality. Nationality. Yeah, okay. But he stopped a whole... Alright. Is that legit? <laughs> Essentially. I mean, if that... if that, Huh. Because that's well, what he I did, mean, right? There could have or been an alternate... Like, it wouldn't be... What we currently know as Mexican people, it would be an alternate. Like, yeah. Well, well, I mean, like, I don't know. They should have done, like, Harry Potter rules where all the history has already been changed. And if it was changed, it was because of the Eternals. They shouldn't have made, like, legit actual changes to the well, history. Well, okay. I mean. So, yeah, I mean, it probably was maybe just, like, that community. I don't know, man. This conversation on the Eternals just makes me like it less. Yeah. I don't know. I like to yell. Marvel in my room. Actually, like, I'm really excited for it to come out for free on Disney Plus so I can watch it again. Mm. And then you'll hate it the next time you watch it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. you don't. But why don't you want a sequel? Because you said you liked it standalone, but you don't even... No, like... I just... More of I'm, I'm uninterested in knowing... Like, like this... It's the, the movie was good, mm. but I don't really care about the characters, you know? It just... <laughs> it really is like I just liked this movie... I get what and, you mean. Like, I like this... it in the MCU. I like it on its own, but I don't like the characters. Actually, aren't that interesting enough to to care about a sequel? Yeah, yeah, because they like have a lot going on. They built up like, a lot at the end. Yeah, like they have the three of them captured by a celestial. Yeah, and then you have these other three that are like on their own journey, and they meet up with arrows, and then technically that one guy who is connected to them is Black Knight. Yeah. With, which with we, we didn't talk about this, but like I gotta say, probably the worst end credit sequence ever. Because I'm like, you kind of no one knows who that is. Yeah, it's like it's pretty bad if the director needs to address that. Oh well, that voice was Mahershala Ali. It's like oh, so it's Blade. None of us literally knew that. Mm-hmm. How I only knew that because I heard that before I watched it. Right, and it's like because they're. I'm like, are you forgetting why? end credit scenes exist it's to get people excited for the next thing Mm -hmm. if we don't know what the next thing is how the hell are we gonna care like a majority of the people who watch this movie did not hear the director's comments about it being blade most of them are probably watching it like they could have easily just filmed like a dark corner of the room and you could have stepped out right (laughs) i don't know you could have done like a number of different things and instead you're like you're establishing a completely different character from blade by the way black knight you're establishing him which is already kind of a lower tier marvel character that not a lot of people know about yet until like the movie comes out or the show comes out and then you have this voice in the background 
which is like the majority of the public's biggest perception of Blade is Wesley Snipes. And even if you had a Wesley Snipes voice in there, they're still not going to be able to figure this out. And I, I don't know. I'm like, that's just a bad end credit scene. You, like, you can't... I don't know. Like, most of... I mean, you knew Harry Styles was coming before he even showed up. You're like, it's going to be Harry Styles. It's going to be Eros. And then there he was. And I was like, I'm glad he said that because I would not have known who Harry Styles... What he looks like. Thank you. <laughs> and then we got to that other one where we're just sitting there like, oh, oh, this guy is a thing. And then we heard that voice and we're like, did we have any idea? I think you had a guess and I can't even remember what it was. Cause... Viola Davis. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was Pat Oswalt. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Oswalt again. <laughs> It's like, wait, that's just, we just saw him earlier. It's the same guy. <laughs> I don't remember who I thought it was. Um, <laughs> the original roadie. <laughs> <laughs> it's this time, baby. <laughs> what what was what were the words that he said? Are you sure you want to do that? Something like that. It was something like that. Are you sure? You, I, don't, I don't remember. I think, because... Okay. I thought maybe we thought it had more of a connection to. Did we think Ghost Rider or were we? Because did you know that that character was playing the Black Knight? I think at that point I was looking it up. I was already on Wikipedia mm. at that part of the movie because uh, during the credits before it. I don't think because I definitely didn't think Mahershala Ali. I think. I think I I thought it was Nick Fury maybe. Which would have, like, made sense because, like, Nick Fury is someone you could just do a voice of at this point mm-hmm. and not show him because it's, like... Yeah. His voice sounded so similar without doing, like, without Sam Jackson leaning into, like, something, like, a weird way of saying it, but just on its on that hushed tone. Yeah. I could have seen it being Sam Jackson saying it. And it would have made sense because Sam Jackson's in every other end credit scene. Um... But when yeah. you said Mahershali, I'm like, oh, no, that's, that makes more sense. Which is funny, because I didn't even hear that till the next day, because she literally had to say it, like, in an interview. But I'm like, you know, this is not how end credit scenes work. You usually let the audience figure it out. Yeah. And it was because literally no one could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like the creators of Blade, of that, like, movie that eventually is coming out, had to say, like, look, no one knows what that's pointing towards, and we need people to see our movie. So, like, let them know. Mm-hmm. That is his voice. And I mean that's kind of like a separate thing anyway from the rest of the movie. I mean, you can't really judge it based on that, but that was just a weird end credit scene where I was like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I think I gave this movie three out of five, because like overall it still it looked cool. I know what it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I want to like it the way you like it. But I just, I did not go in thinking I would. I went yeah. in thinking it was going to be probably the worst Marvel movie of the summer because it was getting such bad reviews that it day. It started out bad reviews, really And bad. I was just, like, into it more and more and more the longer it went on. Mm-hmm. Even the first full scene that we were there for where she was in the classroom, I was already like, I don't know if I really feel like this. But then once they were, like, at a party and then I was, like, outside and there was, like, that the deviant jumped out of the water and stuff... I was in. I was in on all those fights and stuff mm-hmm. in the street. I was, like, already in 
by that point. So, and then it had me in the whole movie. Would you give this movie like how to five stars? Four, four okay. to five. I started doing just solid stars, and I think four to five is worthy. How about both of you over there? I think I gave it three. I also gave it three. Okay. I still think I gave it too many. I don't know. I guess I feel like every Marvel movie I watch, I like it more the second time. So we'll see. I haven't rewatched that one yet. I rewatched Black Widow. I rewatched Shang Chi, and both of them they kind of sit, you know, stayed in the same area. But I did overall like them more. Yeah. But still, kind of more mid tier MCU, and I feel like Eternals is lower to mid tier, but. The stuff I liked, we just went over it, and I was like, "Oh, I like it less." Never mind. <laughs> I, I'm talking myself out of it because this is, yeah. After we watched Black Widow in the theater, I went back. I started with Civil War and then watched my way back through the rest of them mm-hmm. from Civil War onward. And so I did Civil War, and then I watched Black Widow again right after. So I watched it right after Civil War, the way that's supposed to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um. And the emotional tie, I think that's why Black Widow was so much better the second time for me. is because I did watch it right after Civil War. Right. And then I went through the rest of the series up and, until right before Shang-Chi came out. Mm-hmm. But. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, it's 11 o'clock. I don't know if you want to go on to the TV shows at all. We're not supposed to talk about TV on this show anyway. I haven't seen any of them anyways. (sighs) I mean, as a quick rundown, I mean, WandaVision was good. I liked WandaVision. WandaVision's good. Um, Loki, I think, is the best one so far. Definitely. Um, I think you could watch that more like a movie, to be honest. I wish it just kind of was a movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And Falcon and Winter Soldier is another one where I'm like, I feel like if this was a movie, it'd be better. And, um, I guess I don't know how it'd be structure wise because it feels like every episode we're being introduced to this other previous character. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like we keep getting thrown off about what the show is actually about until yeah. we get to the end. I, and it's funny cause I really liked the finale of that series and apparently that was the one that everyone disliked. It was like once it got to the ending, everyone hated it. And I was like, really? I, I liked it. but I liked it. It was anticlimactic, I think. Like it wasn't as big as I was hoping it would be. Yeah, but it was still that. good. The content of it was good. I really didn't like his suit. I think I, I was really like, I think I was whining about his suit. I thought his suit looked too, too much white in it. And it just was kind of cheesy looking. I do like it, but I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I I liked what if, and I liked how it started to like. Because at first I thought every episode was gonna be a one off, and then like the watcher like starts like getting called out by Ultron, and I like that. That part of it is so like badass because suddenly you realize, wait a minute, this isn't one offs. This is yeah, actually all together. Like yeah. this is gonna connect and he has to go back to the he has to go back to the well and get everybody else to team up against him i hated the final episode though because it was basically just the avengers again Mm -hmm. and i was like i i wish that part of it would have been different Mm -hmm. um 
but everything building up toward I love that. I love that so much that the watcher takes his role so seriously. And um when he runs into Ultron, like Ultron like realizes there's someone even more powerful and the watcher is literally like <laughs> what did he say? He's like, What the hell is this? Like he's like pissed off at what's going on and I'm like, This I did not expect this. I thought mm-hmm. I thought they were all gonna be one offs and I guess everything we watched before mattered. And I didn't. I didn't really care about what if. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I don't know if I cared about it because even like the idea of it not being a one-off show with every episode, and that he had to go back to the other episodes and get the other characters, mm-hmm. I thought was super interesting. Yeah. But then once I saw it finally played out, where they all teamed up and fought um, Vision slash Ultron, I thought that was kind of boring. Yeah, I, I liked it. I and I like the premise of it all. Um so I don't think I have anything really bad to say other than like the worst episode was like the Thor partying mm-hmm. on Earth episode. And then I don't understand when they all came together where Gamora came from because they didn't have an episode uh, with her. It was a it's a missing episode. Okay. They were gonna have Gamora and Tony Stark on Sakar. Okay, because I've seen him in the Sakaar suit, but then Gamora's... They referenced Thanos, it really so. quickly. Yeah. They, they're supposed to put that episode in one of the other... I think in season two. But, oh. Here's yeah. here's an interesting one, then. So I guess I'll, I'll say this. I love that Thor episode. Really? Yes. Because I thought it was so hilarious. It was like watching a Looney Tunes short. Yeah. And that's why I loved it. Granted... Now that they did what they did with the ending, where they had to like take that Thor into the Avengers team, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. But as like a one-off episode, where it was like this really weird environment where it was just a really immature Thor, mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it worked. Super it did feel cool. like like, a, like an Animaniacs version of Thor. Right. Yeah. I liked when he was like all the stuff with Loki. Oh yeah, permanent ice giant. Like, <laughs> yeah. I loved all that stuff was pretty funny. That is funny actually, because when in Loki, when they're showing all the different variants, they did show that ice giant variant. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I did like that episode. I, I'm trying to remember which episode I didn't really like, because, um, I honestly didn't like the one where like Black Panther took over as Star Lord. But it wasn't really for the episode itself. It was more just like every single thing they talked about in that episode sounded way more interesting. Like, I actually wish the whole episode was him convincing Thanos to not be Thanos. Because they did that as like a quick one-liner. And then everybody online's like, see, that's why he'd be a better Star-Lord than the real Star-Lord. He literally talked Thanos out of being Thanos. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if the writers actually wrote that, though? They literally didn't write it. They were like, see, this character's cool because he did this. And I was like... How did how did how how did he do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not we're not gonna write that though. Yeah. The only saving grace of that episode was that finale where I was like, oh shit, that's still a problem, and nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> nobody can do anything about the fact that Peter Quill's father is very easily gonna manipulate Peter now, and it's all over. Like that part was funny, but um. And uh, I don't know, like the Doctor Strange episode was good, but the only problem I had with it was 
where like the watcher or whatever was like no this happens no matter what i was like yeah it, except when it doesn't because i've seen that movie <laughs> and, I was, and i was like and, and they were like no this is the multiverse I'm like right that one's also included in the multiverse so you're just straight up lying bro like there is a version of this where she lives but all right i guess it's multiverse except when it's not <laughs> i was like that doesn't really make sense um um and I don't know. What do you guys think of the zombies episode? Because a lot of people, I guess, didn't like that one. But uh, I thought it was charming. I thought it was interesting. They're making a whole other show about just that now. I, I and I like the episode. I don't know if I need to see a whole show about it. Yeah, I definitely need it. I'll watch it, but we don't need it. It was kind of like it was interesting to watch Marvel dip its toes into like a common movie or narrative subject like zombies. Even though they would never probably make a full-length zombies movie, mm-hmm. and uh, here you go, they are they are making a full-length. Well, it's going to be a, probably an animated show, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, well, I don't know if I need a whole season yeah, of that. I don't think we need it. Unless they was, it would be cool if they like start bringing in like X Men characters and like mm-hmm. you know that'd be kind of cool, like Zombie Deadpool, but. I think that's the most interesting thing so far about the new shows they've announced is that they're doing a straight up continuation of the X-Men animated series, which I don't know if you saw that, but it's called... I haven't seen the old one. I want to because I hear it's good. But that, it's interesting because, you know, this new one is literally called Marvel Studios, you know, X-Men 97, but it's going to be a continuation of that X-Men show. So I'm like... So does that mean that that whole X-Men show is canon now? I feel like at that point we'll already know that everything is basically canon in some way. But it's interesting because I'm like, Marvel has never done that before. A straight up continuation of a show or movie that existed not just outside the MCU, but like way before the MCU. I mean, this is like if they were like, we're going to do a continuation of the Incredible Hulk TV series. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, so that's just in the canon now? Mm-hmm. And... uh um, and then I guess Hawkeye is going on right now, which we, I mean, we kind of went over Loki a little bit. I, I, I don't know if anyone had any more to say about that, but I, I thought that that was pretty much it's one, their, their one television slam dunk they've done so far. Like the whole thing was good. Mm-hmm. To me, WandaVision almost was always good. Yeah. I, I liked WandaVision a lot. That might actually, I, mean, I don't know. I liked Loki the most i really did like wandavision but if i was to rank them i'd probably say loki loki wandavision what if hawkeye falcon winter soldier should we do the last movie on earth do you want to do a last movie on earth we, you guys i could we, we, could, we could do it let's let's freaking do it last movie on earth is a game that we like to play at the end of our episodes where we try to guess the last movie that each of us have seen. We'll take turns reading a description off of IMDb or something. Um, and whoever yells out the right movie name first wins. If no one can guess it, then you get two points. Uh, and then these points get added to um, a uh, ongoing score we keep all year round. We have the points so far. 2021 
is uh, Chloe has 12 points. Hunter has 15 points. Zach has 18 points. And Justin has 19 points. In Los Angeles, a gang of bank robbers commit their crimes while wearing masks. Of Reagan, Carter, Nixon, and Johnson. Um, the FBI sends a young agent, Johnny Utah, undercover to gather information. We'll say that. The heat. Point break. Yeah. yeah. With the masks. Oh, yeah. The, the Nixon masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Pat not... I saw it the one time and I didn't like it. Yeah, everyone says this is incredible. And uh, there were maybe two parts of the movie that were really inspired. And I mean, there was... Okay, there's more in this movie, I think, that were really good. But then there's a lot of parts that were really... Like, I was trying to figure out if, like, it was supposed to be campy. And I think it is. I think parts of it is supposed to be campy. Hmm. Um, and if you if you watch it with that in mind, that like Keanu Reeves is supposed to be a little bit over the top, because like, he's like just coming out of doing like Bill and Ted, like right. and he still kind of has like he's playing more of an adult, but he still has like kind of that, you know, <laughs> like, kind of like Keanu Reeves teen yeah. thing going on. Um, it's there's actually a lot of good stuff in the movie. There's I don't know, like the end. I don't know. Have you you guys have seen, you guys haven't seen it? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's some good parts of the movie. Overall, it's only three stars. Watching it after Heat, though, Heat is a five star movie. That's incredible. See, I I immediately thought you were talking about Heat, so I didn't want to answer. But then he started to describe like Johnny Utah, and I was like. That's not he. <laughs> it's like, I feel like, unless I'm misremembering, but I've only seen Point Break the one time. I don't even keep up with like the, but I heard the masks part of it, especially, and I was like, mm-hmm. this sounds like Point Break, but I can't remember he if they use masks or not, but. They do, but they're hockey masks. Ah, there you go. And only in, in one of the heists, they yeah. use hockey masks. Heat's incredible. Yeah. It's like, if. There's so much of Christopher Nolan's movies take stuff from Heat. It's wild how yeah. similar Inception is and all three Dark Knight movies are to Heat. Like, they're, like, some of it is, like, there's, like, shot for shot. Like, the the the, the saturation of some scenes is, like, identical from, like, Inception to Heat. Well, a lot of people have said, too, like, Christopher Nolan... Like, a lot of film fans and forums are like, yeah, he just watched Heat and he made movies. Like, that's basically where he's taking all of his notes from is Heat. Um, Which, after I had watched Heat, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, this is just Nolan copy and pasted most of this movie. Except he kept adding really weird (laughs) storylines and kind of got out of hand as we went along. Like, with Interstellar and then especially Tenet, but yeah. Yeah. which bums me out because I thought it was so much it was so original having like seen those first like Inception and Dark Knight and all that and now watching this I'm like oh well I think Inception and Dark Knight like do better versions of those scenes but like where did Michael Mann get it if 
Christopher Nolan got it from him, or did he get it? Unless he, that was all original in his own, the way that he constructed a lot of those scenes, then he's a genius. Yeah. Anyway, that's my movie. Alrighty. Um, here's my movie. Richard Williams serves as a coach to his daughters, Venus and Serena, who will King soon Richard. become... Yes, it is King Richard. How was it? Um, it was a big bowl of okay. Um, Will Smith is really good in this movie. I say this as a Will Smith fan, so sure there's some bias. This is very good. If not, maybe he can finally get that Oscar with this one. I, I Maybe if it's due to him, I don't know. But it's very good. This movie should not have been about Richard Williams. Should have been about Serena and Venus. That's, a, that's, that's why I problem number yet. one. <laughs> when I heard that the movie, I, when I heard of this movie called King Richard, and it was about Richard Williams, my immediate thought was, "Holy crap! They're making a biopic about the animator Richard Williams, who did the animation for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and spent thirty years on The Thief and the Cobbler." I was like, "That would be such an interesting movie about this guy who kept trying to get this project off the ground." And then I heard it was Will Smith, and I was like. Okay, well, that guy's white, so pretty sure I have this wrong. <laughs> Unless they're doing some awesome, interesting casting here. And no, then I found out it's about Venus and Serena Williams' father. And I was like, well, you screwed up because that's not who the movie should be about. And even watching the movie, I was like, it should not be about him because... And but okay, so the movie's about him, so we'll just forget about that. I guess we'll forget about the fact that we're gonna overshadow two of the greatest tennis players to ever, ever, and two of the most influential sports players just ever. Mm-hmm. We'll just override all that and look at their father. Okay, um, so they're they're I guess you know a lower class family, which you know doesn't play a, a lot into it. And they talk about some of the race stuff, even though that doesn't end up playing a lot into it, even though it probably did play more into it. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're showing that the L.A. riots are going to start because of the Rodney King shooting. But, of course, we never see how it impacts them at all. They just show it on TV. And I was like, that made no sense. Why would you show that on TV and never bring it up again? Mm-hmm. Um So his performance in it is really good, but I was like, the whole movie, he... Here's the thing, too. He's kind of crazy. Like, if you watch the movie, I'm like, this guy is, like, pure chaos. He's like, have you watched Uncut Gems? He's like the guy from Uncut Gems, except everything kind of works out for him, which is weird. I'm like, he's literally, like, the chaotic... what what's that what's that grid where it's like it shows like the nine people? Yeah, he he is the yeah he's the chaotic good where everything just works out for him, even though he's just like. Um, kind of has like an overbearing control over his daughters mm-hmm. and they show it all in like a very positive light and then you look at who produced the movie you see Ver- Venus and Serena and you're like oh well that's why because they're gonna show him in kind of a positive light I think they built this movie from the wrong angle I think they should have shown him to be a little more negative you kind of learn more about his life as you go on you find out he had like this other family beforehand you find out he doesn't have the best relationship with his wife. They eventually divorced, but it's still built around him like it's a real positive guy who like brought the best to his daughters. And I was like, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or if he's a good guy, 
I do think the movie is showing him in a much more positive light than they probably should, though. Like, kind of reminds me of Bohemian Rhapsody, how they tried to show, like, that whole, um, all the band members in that movie in a positive light, and then you find out, oh, they all produced a movie. So, of course, they all look good in it. Like, I don't know. That's how I felt while watching it. I was like, I don't know. I I feel like it would have been more interesting if you showed him to be kind of like an overbearing father. And instead it was shown more like, no, everything he did was good because they succeeded, right? And I was like, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like a misstep. But yeah. his performance is so good that you, you're like, well, he deserves some attention for it. But yeah. for a movie that should not be about him. Yeah. Maybe I'll get around to it. Me? Cool. A defiant young kid finds himself on the run with his uncle in the wilderness. A national manhunt ensues, and the two are forced to put aside their dif- Yes. Hunt for the Wilder People. By Taika Waititi. It was so good. I love Taika Waititi so much. We sing that, like, weekly. <laughs> It's got such a good mix of, like, serious tones, but also so much humor that it just, it's so good. I want to watch it again. I love it. It's yes. a very charming movie. Yes. Very I want to watch What We Do in the Shadows again. Oh, my God. Have you we seen just, the TV we show? We just did recently. Uh, I've watched, like, the first, like, four or five episodes. Oh, my God. I haven't watched it. three it. seasons. It's so good. I, I, want, I was trying to get Sid into it, and she just wasn't having it so i need to just watch it on my own yeah i think we watched all three se- all three seasons in like a week less than a week <laughs> it's so good i like yeah. the stuff i had seen oh my god <laughs> I, I think i need to start over from the beginning again though i was yeah. nandor for halloween really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we did just watch because we finished the tv show and i was like you know what i want to watch what we do in the shadows so we watched that movie again and i actually i joined a meme group for what we do in the shadows on facebook which led me to another page um it was i don't remember his name one of the vampires from the movie who no he does the seductive dance for his friends Deacon? Oh, yeah. yeah. It might be Deacon, where he, like, does the crazy, like, dance. And the page is him doing that dance to a bunch of different songs. Like, one I saw today, he was doing the dance, he was doing that dance um, to Scooby-Doo by Simple Minds. What's new Scooby-Doo by Simple Minds? Like, it's just every, it's so good. That's not the movie I watched, but Love <laughs> People is great too. <laughs> I haven't seen either of these movies. I know, yeah, I know. What? I, I, it's a problem. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. Watch the other two right now. I, I Pull them up on your, on your computer. I, impossible. Do it. I'm recording a podcast. Impossible. That's okay. <laughs> Should we just like do the next like like five hours of the podcast where I'm just watching these two movies? <laughs> oh, it's very good. Yeah, just. <laughs> Just commenting on it. I think I think what we do in the shadows is, I would 
recommend that one before Wilder People. I think I like what we do in the shops more than Wilder People. I like them both, but for different reasons. Yeah. Like, I like what we do in the shadows because it is so funny and so quotable and so watchable. But I think Hunt for the Wilder People is such, like, a feel-good movie. Yeah. It's and, very, like, very charming. Like, very charming. It still has a good amount of humor. Yeah. It's a good, like, pick-me-up, like, if you're sad. Like, yeah. Like, watch Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. And it'll pick you right up. Yeah. It makes your insides feel happy. Hmm. Werewolves, not scarewolves. <laughs> swearwolves. We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Werewolves, not swearwolves. No, I'll check it out. <laughs> Alright, let me read mine quick so we can wrap up. Get the heck out of here. In the 1980s, a drummer is abandoned by his band just before they became rock stars. 20 we'll years later. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was gonna say, we watched this together and I don't know the name of it. The rocker. <laughs> Starring Rain Wilson, Josh Gad, and Emma Stone. Dwight. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, average comedy movie. I probably watch it once a year, maybe. Um, I like the music in it, and I I do like this movie as a comedy. Um, I don't know. It's all right. Overall. What did you What did you think about it? It was like your first time watching. Don't remember a whole lot about it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Yeah. This has been another recommendation <laughs> from <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> I'll remember it. <laughs> Watch Taika Waititi's movies. Yeah. I love him. We'll say you you know which movies you you infinitely remember those movies more so that must just already be enough. it's because I watch them like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like since we found what we do at the shadows at your house that one night. I've probably watched it like six times. Wow, oh, unless you're renting it constantly. No, it wasn't. No. I'm pretty sure it was, it was never time. free. Zach is now looking back at the bank. It was statements. only free. <laughs> Um, alright, so here's the here's where we're at now. So Chloe, you're still at twelve. Yep. Shocker. Hunter's at sixteen. Uh wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. Uh Zach is at nineteen, Justin's at twenty one. Did I do that right? I would no, like to audit you know Zach's points. Screw that. I did that wrong. I knew you got one more point, Hunter. You actually have seventeen. Yeah, you got two at so I am marking it now. You got you seventeen. Got two, I got one. And then I had 20, and you had 19. Okay. I think you miscounted my points. Can we get an audit? Sorry, I am the auditor. (laughs) I say it's fine. Well, I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. This was a very long, dragged out episode of 2021 Marvel wrap-up. But I think we went over the movies pretty well. But anyways, thanks for listening, and remember, always beware of the cinema swamp. Thanks for listening to this episode. So what are your thoughts on Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Eternals? How would you rank them? And let us know your thoughts on the Marvel Cinematic Universe in 2021 in general. Like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp. <laughs>